Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three. Come on, let the sound of worship be released from your lips tonight. Come on, raise it now. Oh, that's good, y'all. Raise it, raise it. The power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
25 minutes past the hour of six. Sasha Cops, fill me up. It's a Wednesday morning, 97.3 CTFM. The show is called The City Breakfast Show. My name is Bernard Avle. Thank you so much for staying with us on this dial. Fill me up with your love. Fill me up with your grace. Fill me up with your favor. Fill me up with your wisdom. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. A great morning, a promising show, a fantastic opportunity, a powerful platform. Hashtag CTCBS. Starting the show with Business Sense, brought to you by ADB, the People's Bank, truly a Greek and more. Still on our theme, Proverbs 30, 24. There are four things which are little upon the earth, but are exceedingly wise. And yesterday we spoke about the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat or their food in the summer. So preparation is the difference between success and failure. Well, this morning, the focus is on the locust. Verse 27 says, The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. Proverbs 30, 27 says, The locusts have no king, yet they go forth all of them by bands. Such a powerful insight. Many humans have kings and queens and leaders, yet are so disorganized. The locusts have no king, yet they move in order. What is order? The accurate arrangement of things. The judicious use of time, energy, and resources. Placing things in their right perspective. Development is impossible without order. A society needs basic order to advance. You can't superimpose any economic order on indiscipline and chaos and disorder. So it says, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and learn from the ant. Go to the locust, thou Ghanaian, and learn. They have no king. They don't hold elections. They don't vote. Yet they know who to move at what time. When locusts attack a field, the order is amazing. That's why the effect is so devastating. Now, we can't be a powerful force as a company, as a house, as a country, as a continent, if there's no order. So let order be your, your, your focus this morning. Prioritization is the first step towards re-establishing order and differentiation. Knowing what to give to what time. Very, very important indeed. That's from our series from Proverbs 30. It's the four things we learn from tiny creatures. Business has brought to you by ADB. We're offering you a variety of personal loans, including top-up loans, at very reduced interest rates, giving you a longer term of up to six years and offer open to non-customers as well. So call 302 ADB, truly a Greek and more. Meet Mr. Ansar. He prefers to receive money from his friends and loved ones to the Agricultural Development Bank's remittance services. And his reason is simple. Oh, for me, my brother lives overseas and he often sends me money. I can access it at any ADB branch nationwide. And what he sends is exactly what I receive. No, Ahala. Is that why you prefer ADB's remittance services? Of course. 
course. Well, whether it is Western Union, MoneyGram, ZPay, Instant Money, Unity Link, Real Money Transfer, or TransFast, receiving my money through ADB's remittance services is guaranteed. And with some of these services, you can receive the money directly into your ADB account. Do you know what the best part is? <laughs> Share with us. I can receive it at any ADB branch or selected branches on Saturdays and holidays. So, my brother, you see, if you go somewhere else and you don't receive payment on time, all I can say is, Woko Hoko, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Visit any of ADB's 87 network branches nationwide, whether you are a customer or not. For the best in remittance services, ADB, truly a Greek and more. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. City 97.3. I'm afraid of the dark, especially when I'm in a park and there's no one else around. I get the shivers. I don't want to see a ghost. It's the sight that I fear most. I'd rather have a piece of toast. Watch the evening news. I, oh my. Getting straight into the news about review this morning. Brought to you by Total Energies. We've introduced a new leaf formulated engine oil. It's called the Quartz with ART ensures optimal performance for engine, improved protection against mechanical wear by up to 74%, even under extreme temperatures and pressures. Choose Quartz from Total Energies. Choose the N engine oil that keeps your engine running effectively and efficiently. 
And Ghana's largest privately owned bank, Fidelity Bank, has opened a new branch at Amasaman. You can now bank from that particular branch. If you live in and around Amasaman, lots of communities, it's one of the fastest growing areas. And Fidelity is happy to now be there. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. the only one life indeed can be fun if you really want to sometimes living out your dreams ain't as easy as it seems you want to fly around the world in a beautiful balloon my oh my oh it's an interactive show we're happy to hear from you on zero five four Nine nine eight six nine nine six. I'm here with Richard Delasky and Nathan Obodai Kwao. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, my brother. Uh, two stories uh, that are of concern to me. I don't think the newspapers have the stories. Okay. Caliber the story this morning that said that over 70 trucks yeah, from Niger, Niger carrying onions had gotten stranded at the border mm-hmm. and they were appealing for government to intervene. And, uh, you know, there are two, a couple of things there. We all have to buy things from different places, so there's no problem with uh, buying onions from Niger. But you know, <laughs> Niger is when I when I look at I, maybe I don't understand the economic the, 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 the what they call the agronomy of onions, but I, I don't know why we have to dip, like um, they are saying there's a shortage of onions. Can you imagine that? You know, like you should be able to have at least enough onions to go by for two weeks, because Niger school happened on the 27th of mm-hmm. April. Yeah. Of July, today is the ninth, so it's you can say two full weeks. So, are you saying that if in two weeks you don't get supply of onions from Niger, we don't produce enough? So, so if you look at import cover, it means we have less than two, two weeks, weeks cover of onions. onions. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. Yeah, it's that's an that's indictment that's on on the people who have managed their Greek mm-hmm. sector, especially that we did planting, planting for, for food, food and jobs, and jobs. Yeah. and, we, and this a is a money. country that has rainfall going through almost throughout the year except a few you know you know areas where you don't have rains and all of that in my constituency Ketu south sabala is grown consistently is, is that not shallots rather no we grow sabala there the but i'm also told ones. that one of the reasons why the sahel regions do better with onions i think it's the type of soil we have soil, so yeah. our onions are redder and more you know they, they how do i put it they are smaller Charlie, so you notice that the bigger ones yes. the ones that look a bit like cream or orange mm-hmm. in color they are the ones that look we are not we, we answer, i'm just saying that's the first point mm-hmm. second point that troubles me this morning so kma wants to restrict movement of pragya mm-hmm. and these tricycles within parts of the capital Which are the tuk tuks mm. yes yeah. in Kumasi and the, the the drivers don't want to agree they say they shouldn't <laughs> arrest and I'm thinking to myself, in every society that advances, there's a limit to movement of vehicles in different parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get so I don't understand why people want to do anything they want and want to develop. Yeah, like I, it, th- there are places you go to. They will say this place you can like in Ghana today. When I'm driving from here to Tesano, you will see a tricycle with refuse. Yes, the tricycle was not made for refuse collection. They've not properly put up that baller thing behind it. 
then the guy will be distributing refuse all over from Circle to Tesano. Yeah. In the name of let's be free to do what we want. Yeah. A regional minister wanted to ban the use of these things within parts of the campus. He couldn't do it. So for me, I don't I don't think we can develop with this mindset. You have, this is not this should not even be something to make in the news. You, I mean you go to many countries. Yeah, you you, can't, are, you can't even go like it's normal. You it's places you walk, some use bicycle, some use bus. That's it's, it. it's it's city management. So I ask myself, how do we manage our space that this has to become front page news that Pragya drivers in Kumasi say they should be allowed to <laughs> to do what I don't, they I don't understand. <laughs> so how do you develop? Sky, let, I mean, let's be very honest. And I'm sure they'll say, oh, elections are closed. We have to be careful of people. Sky, <laughs> if you can't have order in a city, if you want to go and do something in that part of town, you will come back three hours later. You can't be productive. So I, I think that Ghanaians need to agree that development will all cost us some of our freedoms. Okay, so you can write the Pragya outside. This one, I don't know if you want to legislate and call somebody to talk. This is simple common sense. There are places that you can go with certain vehicles Finish. so that we can all have fun and freedom. But they said they don't go green. So it's become, a, I'm sure they'll do another uh, thing, will go to Otun yeah, for the regional okay. minister, yeah. then the president will go and say something. Charlie, why? It's, it's the Ghanaian mind. We have to unscrew it and reconnect it with, with wires. Overhaul. You know, we have to do touches. <laughs> you know, touches. <laughs> no, we need to, you know, break it down, like remove the various components. Then put, or you know, that's what we call overhauling. The fitter people, they know what it is. They have to overhaul the whole thing. It, it, it's a mindset. They reset it. You see people riding Elkades in town. You see Bola car. And there's no order. Nobody can impose any order. Henry Cote wants to try. He's being sabot. Like, you can't do anything. Then every day we are talking about macroeconomic fundamentals, something so it, it, it won't change anything because the people themselves they can't they they can't you know Charlie is serious <laughs> and the, the leaders too can't implement anything. Oh that's what the leaders yeah, they call it they say they, they say Robinson Crusoe State. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into the headlines. Well, well the, uh, the daily graphic says lottery wins attract ten percent tax takes effect August 15. That's a new go-to thing, yeah. Yeah, man. Ongoing BC, WAIC picks up seven teachers for exam or practice. Parliament for serious business. That's according to Nanan Ketia. And on page 16 of the Daily Graphic, they have a feature. Graphic road in sorry state. Graphic. Yeah. yeah. Graphic. They should just go there. The workers should. I mean, the place is looking bad. The workers could actually call a day out of the office space mm. and then go and just do some. Yeah. And if you go to the back page of the Daily Graphic, yeah. Ghana risks losing $30 million from mm-hmm. global TV funding. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, let me take you to the Ghanaian Times. The Speaker of Parliament, Alban Sumana Kingsford Bagbin, is quoted here saying, Proposal for constitutional amendment. Allow chiefs to do active politics for us to benefit from their wisdom and expertise. Also, six police personnel injured following clashes with uh, Pragya riders. <laughs> also on the front page this morning, we're told that um, 270 SMEs to get 35 million Ghana cities in support and 60 workers die. 1,780. 86 injured from occupational accidents in two years. Hmm. A lot of lawyers would have to be smiling over hmm. these devastating numbers. Okay, the Daily Guide says Cecilia stolen one million dollars. Suspects bought six mansions, two cars. Hey. That's the update. 
Mm. NDC sacks Kumewu women's organizer over Allen. Minority chases BOG governor. To other stories, Borga Court remands drug thieves and headmaster chops BECE registration cash. The Chronicle says anti-CC's ex-maids blow 3.4 million Ghana cities. Second amended charge sheet reveals. That's what the charge sheet, the way we are amending it. <laughs> also on the front page this morning, minority guard over loss of 60 billion Ghana cities at BOG. NDC sacks Kumewu women's organizer for supporting Alan. Oh. And if we are to some Western North delegates. Mm. Uh, the public press says uh, MPP flag bearers Brand keeps cards close as he sidestep endorsement as he sidesteps endorsement minefield. Four more houses uncovered as new twist emerges in Cecilia Dapper's cash saga. Oforiata recounts ordeal and in other stories, Ghanaians in UK declare support for Alan Chomatin. Labadi commercial drivers cry foul over dwindling business and Ekia Donko threatens lawsuit against Insawam MCE over unlawful ejection. Let me take you to the finder. 114 million US dollars needed to complete Saglemi houses. Can you imagine? It will increase the cost of um, 1,506 units to 310.4 million US dollars. Also, repeal all laws that impede media freedom, according to a lecturer. BOJ governor, deputies must resign within 21 days, according to the minority in parliament. Also, some Western North delegates back Dr. Akoto and <clears throat> fresh discoveries of how Cecilia Dapas' stolen cash was dissipated in buying properties. I see. The new publisher says NDC goes after BOG governor and uh, gives 21-day ultimatum to resign. In other stories, serial pedophile defiles 30 wild girls. This, hey. is, this is sick. Hey. <laughs> 12 this unique is qualities. Yeah, news. 12 unique qualities of Dr. Baumia. Of <laughs> and more vehicles snatched at gunpoint in Tamale. Mm. Tamale. The ABC News new, newspaper says that this morning that Saglemi housing project is not abandoned, as Sensobuachi replies Mahama. Also, there's no doubt Dr. Baumia will become MPP flag bearer. Dr. Gideon Boako, his spokesperson, is quoted here saying, and the nine final year students of Accra girls sacked for allegedly using mobile phones and get a message and stop attacking Baumia. That's the editorial of the ABC newspaper this morning. All right. The Herald also has its take on the Cecilia Dapa matter, and it says that the chart sheet has uh, changed again. Other stories. A Japamesa fumbles in France courtroom, bust Ghanaian delegation left embarrassed at ENI's international arbitration. MPA talks tough on selling that recirculation model. They say it's coming on next month. And the NDC's threat to the BOG boss is also captured on the front page of the Herald. Daily Ghanaian Guide says Asante Achim South MP ditches Baumia supports Alan K. Also, Kumewu NDC fires women organizer for declaring support for Alan Chermanting. And foreign minister begins four-day visit to Lebanon. Okay, finally, the BNFT says debt market braces for higher government borrowing, refinancing obligations. GRA starts 10% tax deduction on lottery wins and it targets 1.2 billion cities in first year. Government takes crucial step to fortify financial management system and Gersel assesses fertilizer subsidy 
program and UGMC to perform historic mass pediatric cardiac catheterizations. Let me take you to the Daily Analyst. The big story says, resign within 21 days. NDC fires BOG governor over 60.8 billion Ghana CD loss. Also, easy access to information. Information Ministry Partners RTI Commission has a photograph of Fatimatu Abubakar, the Deputy Minister responsible for information. And then there's something here that says, uh, could you entry on it with keys to the um, city of Worcester? And then we're told that hosting three, the third African media convention in Accra is a big achievement. The GJ president is quoted here. Well, I'm sure I'm, I'm told that the name is Wooster. Okay. Wooster. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's go to citynewsroom.com. A few headlines. Um, NDC is alleging that Akufado government will soon introduce BOG recapitalization levy. Also, uh, tricycle ban in Kumasi. KMA vows to continue the crackdown. Mm-hmm. Stop wasting our time. You can't fix alien economy. Ofosukwati to Baumia. And Dr. Ward Mills clarifies sermon after social media backlash. And then. Um, if you go to citybusinessnews.com, the lead story is calls for limits on BOG's uh, government financing. Mm. GRA to implement 10% withholding tax on betting lottery wins from August 15. And then ECG reduces instant billing, reducing cycles from 30 days to 3 minutes. That's an interesting one. And then government misses T-bill target marginally by 3.6%. Uh, taking you to West Africa, Niger left in limbo as ECOWAS deaths on military intervention. So your people have not done what they, they wanted. They said they would do. They can't. That's on France 24. And the BBC is also focused on that story in Niger. And they're basically saying, we can't host ECOWAS because of safety risk, according to Niger. And then the US Foreign Secretary says, Wagner is taking advantage of Niger coup. Already, uh, Central African Republic Wagner-backed group has won a referendum and now the US is accusing Wagner of taking advantage of the instability in the region. Um, yeah, so those are some of the stories mm. there. And then there's also a Tinubu backlash over use of force in Kuhit, Niger. So in Nigeria, mm. a lot of the forces they are not happy with the AU, uh, sorry, the ECOWAS chairman's uh, position that they will use force in Niger. Two days after the deadline expired, we are here to see what's going to happen. So they are meeting on Thursday to take a decision. But Niger uh, said so you can't even come there. So somewhere. Anyway, no, we'll see. they are meeting. They, uh, they yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So le- where are you starting from this morning? Should I start with the Pragya story? Yes, I think. Uh, uh, why not? Okay. So <laughs> the story. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, the KMA is vowing to continue with tricycle ban in Kumasi, which mm. is the Garden City. Mm. Uh, the story is from um, Kaba at. Tawoge, and it says the Kumasi Metropolitan Assembly says to continue to crack down on tricycle users in the central business race of Kumasi. Mm. The authority began enforcing the ban on tricycles popular known as Aboboya on July 25 and faced fierce resistance from operators. More than 10 defiant operators were arrested on August 1, which angered other operators and led to a scuffle between the Metropolitan Police and operators. The head of the transport of the uh, transport of the assembly, Randy Wilson, reiterated the Assembly's commitment to stopping the activities of the tricycle operators, which is said are impeding business activity in the central business district. They have my full support. Now, if you go to page 3 of the Ghanaian Times, six police personnel injured in clash with uh, Pragya riders. Kinsley E. Hope reporting from Kumasi says six police personnel suffered injuries following a clash with um, Rixo riders. 
at the premises of the Kumasi Metropolitan Assembly KMA in Kumasi in the Ashanti Regional uh, capital on Monday. Now, the riders, uh, popularly known as Pragya riders, besieged the KMA in an attempt to retrieve their seized uh, rickshaw, uh, but were fiercely resisted by the police, resulting in the clash. Now, the KMA imposed a ban mm. restricting the riders from entering the central business district, as you said. Deal with the tax uh, story. But I mean, the, the level of impunity that takes a mm. citizen to a police station <laughs> or the premises of the KMA to want to retrieve a confiscated item. I mean, what level of there's, impunity there's drives you to do that kind Nigeria, of thing? Nigeria, Jaga, Jaga, everything scatter, scatter. <laughs> anyway. Lottery wins attract 10%. Takes yes. effect in a week. Yes, August 15. This is on the front page of the Daily Graphic. And it says, wins from lottery games, casinos, and marketing promotional raffles will now attract a 10% tax with mm. effect from August 15. Mm. This means all gross winnings from all betting, gaming, lotto, and other games of chance will be subjected to a 10% withholding tax, tax, which will be considered as a final tax. In addition, the gross gaming revenue, which is the amount generated from all stakes, less the winnings, will be subjected to 20% withholding tax. The GRA is hoping to mobilize about 1.2 billion CDs in the initial stages mm -hmm of the implementation of the taxation of lottery operators. Okay, talking about uh, collections, if you go to the back page of the Ghanaian Times, there's a good story that says mm. Sneak receives 132 million Ghana cities in unpaid contributions. Mm. Mm. Claude Nyako Adams reporting for the paper says the Social Security and National Insurance Trust has retrieved 132 million Ghana cities of unpaid contributions mm. through court action for the half year. Now, the amount is part of uh, proceeds realized from the 2,272 pension contribution cases prosecuted by the trust from January to June this year. Two quick stories on the economy. NDC demands the resignation of BOG governor and deputies within 21 days. This was at a press conference addressed by Minority Leader Kaziel Atufosin. Mm. He also is alleging that this government will soon introduce a Bank of Ghana recapitalization levy for Ghanaians to pay. He contends that this will be a tax to recapitalize the central bank since it's on the verge of collapse. Now, this follows their call for the governor to resign. And then yesterday, ISA, mm. which is the Institute of Statistical and Economic Research, mm -hmm. is calling for limits on the Bank of Ghana's government financing. Again, same conversation in an assessment of government media budget. ISA highlighted that a crucial aspect of maintaining formal monetary policy independence lies in the degree of legal restriction on the central bank's provision of funds to the government. Using Chile as an illustration, ISA pointed out that Chile has the strictest legal constraints with no direct or indirect funding of public expenditure by the central bank except under exceptional circumstances such as wartime and they are calling for similar tightening of laws to <coughs> enable the bank of ghana be more independent but we already have a, a legal restriction in the bog the amended version of the act you know that during covid during covid parliament um stood that down for because of an emergency mm -hmm. really yes so during covid there was a, a parliamentary action that allowed them to go above the five percent i That's think they the suspended the, the fiscal rule yeah, there was something in part. We can check. It, it happened. All right. Now, Sister Adapa is still in the news. Yes. Daily Guide, what's the details? Okay. The Daily Guide says, the police have made mind-boggling discoveries mm. of properties purchased by the seven persons dragged before court Ali? for stealing millions of Ghana CDs and other foreign currencies mm. from the home of former 
Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources, Cecilia Dapai, and her husband, Daniel Ose Kufo. Mm-hmm. The discovery includes an 11-unit chamber and hall self-contained house mm-hmm. purchased at the cost of 800,000 CDs oh. at Budumburam by Christiana Achab, one of the new suspects arrested last week. Mm-hmm. Court documents indicate that the accused, who hitherto was living in a wooden structure with her husband in the same locality, as patients Botry, one of the former minister's housemaids, received a total of 2.83 million CDs from the loot that forced Madame Dapar to resign no, following no. public outcry. The money was big, oh. you know. So it goes on and on and who on. Who else has some? Because there's about two new suspects, right? So yeah. is this the millions or this is the, they change the dollars into? We CDs. don't even know <laughs> because because the, the Chronicle too has the details. So it's, yeah, it's like you know, so there there are new suspects, but the, yes. the father of one of the ladies has been released, uh-huh. discharged. Yes. Anyway, so um, according to uh, court documents, this suspect Christiana Chab allegedly purchased a three-bedroom house at Aplaku. Mm-hmm. At the sum of three hundred thousand uh, CDs for patients, Botry. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it also goes on to say they bought some other vehicles and all of that. So those are the details. Now you can go to page eight of the Chronicle and read the charge sheet for yourself. Okay. Um, we are told that there are eight accused persons in all. So the number has gone up. There are eight accused persons in all. And quickly, let me give you the name: mm-hmm. patients Botry, Sarah Ej. Benjamin Sowa, Malik Dauda, Christiana Achab, Job Pomery, um, Yahaya Sumaila, and Franklin Sarako. Give me the comments on the Saglami Housing Project. A couple of papers. I think the finder leads with that. Just yep. some two quick highlights. Okay, so the story is on page two, although it is uh, the lead story of the newspaper. Yeah. And um, the story is by Elvis Dako, the editor-in-chief of the paper. And it says that it has emerged that none of the 1,506 housing units under the Saglami Affordable Housing Project mm-hmm. is habitable because oh. they are at various stages of completion and no provision has been made for water, electricity, stone drains, and other related amenities. Now, the completion rate mm-hmm. of all the units ranges from 4% to 96%. Mm-hmm. Now, consequently, 114 million US dollars in additional investment is needed from government to complete all outstanding works to make the 1,506 housing units habitable. How is it possible? We told that all the money is gone, and yet we've not finished the project. Now, the, 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 the finder has further details in this story. So the, you can get it on page 3. Friday. Now, let me give you a couple of quick stories. The Herald has been following the um, ENI's arbitration issue with Ghana. And it says, Ghana's involvement in a major arbitration against ENI has stirred controversy due to the massive contingent it sent to France for the proceedings, which has built three witnesses, including the Deputy Energy Minister Andrew Ejapamesa, Michael Aite of GMPC, and Professor Abuchi. The Herald's information is that Mesa fumbled in the courtroom many times in the embarrassment of the huge Ghanaian delegation led by the Energy Minister mm-hmm. Napo and uh, the CEO of GMPC, Opoko Aminia Damkwa, and many others. Dugbevi, were you there? So, I, no, this is not Dubevi. I know. That's how I call it. Uh-huh. So that's the story. on, And it also talks about the situation um, um, has caused embarrassment to the Ghana's team. That's their angle. Okay. ECG, meanwhile, the energy sector has introduced instant billing, reducing cycle from 30 days to 3 minutes. Mm. Remarkable story there. It says that the ECG has recently unveiled its innovative spot utility billing system, which marks a transformation in the billing process initially tested in the domain enclave of Accra, the SUBS technology has been rapidly implemented nationwide. Mm. And we are told that um, 
according to Michael Agbotete, who is the engineering manager of one of the companies involved in this, mm-hmm. it, this will dramatically reduce the traditional 30-day billing cycle to just three minutes. But quickly, let me draw your attention to a story that is on page six of the um, ABC newspaper. And it says, nine final year students of a crack girl sacked hmm. for allegedly using mobile phones. Now, this is a controversial one. Mm-hmm. Nine final year students of the Accra uh, girl senior high school have hmm. been dismissed by the school authorities for allegedly keeping phones in their dormitories. The Republic Press can confirm. Now, according to the, the paper's source, the parents of the nine female students met the school's management to discuss the way forward for students to continue writing their wasi from well, home. Well, finally, in uh, Niger, the story that we are getting is that we can't host ECOWAS because of safety risk. Niger Junta, story by BBC says, leaders of Niger's ruling military junta say they cannot accept a high-level diplomatic visit because there would be a risk to the visitors' security. Delegates from ECOWAS, uh, the AU and UN had been due to fly in today, Wednesday. But the coup leaders told ECOWAS that sanctions and the threat of invasion from the bloc had created public anger. So the delegation couldn't be hosted with calm and insecurity. So the matter has turned into something. (laughs) Do you still stand by your position? Why not? They should be surgically removed. We cannot continue to allow that. They are sending the wrong signal. So and all kinds of people are beginning well, to have funny ideas. Meanwhile, in Nigeria, Bola Ahmed Tinubu yes. has received backlash for his position on Niger. Uh, he's facing strong opposition to any deployment of troops to oust the hunter in Niger. Local media in Nigeria reported that there was strong opposition to the military intervention at a session of the upper chamber of parliament, the Senate on Saturday, mm. despite the fact that it um, had uh, controlled, it's controlled by ACP, Mr. Mm-hmm. Tinubu's party. This was especially the case among lawmakers representing states along more than 1,500 kilometer long border with Niger. So a lot of the northern senators mm-hmm. were saying that this was going to cause chaos for them and mm-hmm. they didn't think that it was a wise move for Nigeria's president, who's the chairperson of ECOWAS, to declare mm-hmm. that they were going to invade the country. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep following the story. It we'll keep following the story. Whilst our, our tracks are also stuck there. <laughs> 70 onion tracks. But the king will come with it, with or without onion. <laughs> this is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. City Business News with Nila Tilate brought to you by Goyle and MTN. Good morning, Nee. Good morning to you, Bernard. Hello to you out there. Welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. This morning, we begin with regulations in the financial sector because the Bank of Ghana says it will withdraw the licenses of payment service providers failing to adhere to the guidelines for inward remittance services. The central bank maintains it will not hesitate to apply other severe sanctions to such institutions for non-compliance. This was contained in a reminder issued by the Bank of Ghana treating all market players to comply accordingly. The following business desk report has more. 
Reference is made to Section 7.1, 7.2 and 7.3 of the Guidelines for Inward Remittance Services by Payment Service Providers issued by the Bank of Ghana in February 2021 for Dedicated Electronic Money Issuer DEMI and Enhanced Payment Service Providers EPSP. Except for Settlement Account, a DEMI or EPSP shall have designated accounts for remittance settlement domiciled with Universal Banks only. It also said all the disbursement shall be from the local settlement account and the settlement bank shall use the average interbank exchange rate published by the Ghana Association of Banks on the day the transfer is received or as prescribed by the Bank of Ghana for the conversion of settlement funds into local currency. Further, Forex brokers are reminded of their obligation per the post-authorization conditions as stated below that an FX broker shall not deal directly with a corporate entity Entity, it shall not also buy or sell foreign exchange for its own account, nor hold, borrow, or lend foreign exchange to an authorized market participant. For the avoidance of doubt, forex brokers are not authorized to terminate foreign inflows on behalf of remittance companies, fintechs, and aggregators. Termination of these flows can only be effected through their partner banks or fintechs. Except of the Bank of Ghana's reminder to payment service providers not to breach guidelines for inward remittance services or risk losing their licenses. Away from that, and the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research ESA is pushing for a further reduction of the e-levy rate from its current 1% to either 0.5% or 0.75%. The Institute knows government revenue generation efforts and witnessed a staggering 386.1% year-on-year increase after the e-levy was reduced from 1.5% to 1.1%. However, despite this growth, it fell short of the program target by 53.6%, according to the director of ESA, Professor Peter Corte, this reduction could incentivize compliance among taxpayers and potentially boost revenue collection. And our almighty E-Levy grew by 386.1% year on year. That is, if you compare the same period last year with this year, it has grown by 386.1%, but fell short of the program target by 53.6%. Again, our call to reduce the e-levy rate is when it was reduced 1%, you've seen the growth in the figure. We believe if it's reduced further, 0.5 or 0.75%, and then we block the leakages through cash out. Professor Peter Corte is a director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research at the University of Ghana. Moving on, the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, Fabag, is impressing on the Ghana Revenue Authority to clearly spell out the modalities regarding the expanded scope of excise duty to cover all fruit juices. The Excise Duty Amendment Act has been expanded to cover some items and commodities that were previously not captured, which may result in increased prices for processed fruit juice, cigar, and mineral water spirits, wines, and sparkling wine. As Samuel Agri, the Executive Secretary of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, has been speaking to City Business News. The expansion of the list items that they have given. What you will see is that um, uh, something like fruit juice that are being imported. If they are asking that, we should put labels on them. 
Actually, it's the numbers that they are looking at because I don't see how uh, a fruit juice would be double tax stamped and therefore you have to affix to show that you, are, you really paid for, for uh, the taxation. And therefore, um, if they go that way, uh, what we want to see, how are they going to do it? Because it's not like the, the bottles and the cans that we are working with. This one has to do with the tetrapack. And if you are not careful, so when you put them through the system, they will be breaking off. And then to repack them alone is also another bone of contention that we have to uh, contend with. So that was the executive secretary of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, Samuel Agri. Now, onion traders are urging the government to intervene in the release of approximately 70 trucks transporting onions from Niger to Ghana through Benin due to the coup in Niger, the border uh, with Benin has also been closed, causing the trucks and the drivers to be stranded at the border. This situation is raising concerns among industry players about potential disruptions in onion supply. Yakubu Appendiba is a spokesperson for the onion dealer, stressing the need for swift government action to address the issue. Yesterday night, they opened about uh, 35 cars of onion, and another one of truck at uh, Burkina border, from Niger to Burkina border, about 45 cars are there right now. So now our situation in Benin today, the Ghana ambassador went there on try, uh, Saturday to talk to them. And they have, yesterday, around 8 o'clock, they removed the owner cars. And they are on the border doing the papers, but some have passed through from Benin. But the rest are tracked at Burkina border right now. So now, if we come to the onion market today, it's, it's not easy. You see the onion that we are selling, 10 million, 11 million, 15 million, 16 million. There's not even onions at other places. So now it's not easy. So we are appealing to the government to help us to talk to Burkina president and then uh, so that they will be able to escort their cars from there to Ghana. Yakubu Appendiba is a spokesperson for the onion traders here in Ghana. On the interbank foreign exchange market this morning, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and stayed at 11 cities. The British pound also remained unchanged and is selling at 14 cities. The euro also remained unchanged and is selling at 12 cities, 10 pesos. However, as some forex bureaus near you in the capital, the dollar is selling at 11 CD 65 pesos, while the British pound is going for 15 CDs 20 pesos. The euro could be sold to you at 12 CD 75 pesos. Now, the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications has reiterated calls for stakeholders in the digital ecosystem to revise the cost of both smart devices and data to make it more accessible, according to the Chamber. This will help bridge the gap that still exists in the digital space and enhance connectivity. Speaking at the 22nd Knowledge Forum here in Accra, the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, Dr. Engineer Kenneth Ashigbe, further emphasized the need for manufacturers to incorporate the Ghanaian languages onto the settings of the digital devices. We need to ensure that a lot of trust will be built, you know, in these systems. And then for me, another fundamental thing in all of this is that in terms of the language that we use for most of these e-services, they are still in English, you know. And so when you have my grandmother, for example, in Chama, for example, who cannot read English, and then you want to, because of the issues of cost as well, she has a feature phone. How is she going to do the USSD things? We need to find a way in which 
our technology people would be able to provide these services in their local language, not even just in text, but in video, in audio, and all of that. So that. That was Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, Dr. Engineer Kenneth Ashibi. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for part one of the topic focusing on the fundamentals of investment. As we begin a turbulence-filled new year, it is always important to keep the fundamentals of sound financial planning in mind. There are 10 to consider, the first of which is to learn to set financial goals. Irrespective of what is happening around us, we all have one or more financial goals we would like to achieve. Your goal may be to buy a house in the next five to 10 years, start or expand your business. It could even be getting married in a few years. The problem is most people think of these goals at a very high level and never take the time to write them down. So instead of saying, I want to buy a house in 10 years, you can say, I want to buy a house in 10 years that will cost me 200,000 CDs. Once you have that figure, you can then work out how much you will need to save monthly or annually to get there. You may find you are not able to contribute the required amount every month, but if you keep that monthly amount in mind, then when you get any excess cash, you can add it to your savings to close that gap. So in setting your financial goals, remember these six steps. One, list your financial goals in order of priority. Two, put the amount you will need for each goal beside it. Three, note the time frame you need to achieve the goal. Four, calculate how much you will need to set aside monthly or quarterly towards that goal. Five, get an accountability partner. It could be your spouse, friend, or someone you trust. Six, be willing to start small. If you can't afford the full amount up front, start small and grow it over time. Gillian Hammer of Data Bank with a topic focusing on the fundamentals of investment. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by our most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Snee Lati Lati. Do have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Thirty minutes past seven. That was the City Business News brought to you by Goyle. Our super experience 95 is best for your petrol car. Our diesel XP run 95 or XP is low in sulfur, making it eco-friendly, an option for your diesel-powered vehicles. With over 440 stations across Ghana, join the family that rewards you with quality for an energized driving experience. Goyle, good energy. Go, yeah, yeah, dear. And it's a new world of business with MTN's Momo for Business. Apply to be a Momo merchant. Simply dial star 5051 hash, follow the prompts, or go to momomerchantapplication.mtn.com.gh to get a reference number which you can use to track your application. Application is free. Don't pay money to anyone for a merchant payment solution. And report any fraudulent charge, any fraudulent charge using the Momo app. It's available on the Play Store and the App Store. Lots of sporting news. Uh, Pichichi is already in the house. Kickoff brought to you by Lesheho. For over a decade, we've been supporting investment goals of our customers with attractive solutions. Talk to us about our fixed deposit account and our flexible deposit products. 91 day, 182 day, and 365 day. A safe haven for depositors who value security as well as competitive returns. Call 0577 7077 Lesheho, let's improve life. 
Evans or for two months who is here. Evans, good morning. Good morning, El Bernardo. Now, on kickoff today, boxing legend Azuma Nelson speaks on the growth of female boxing in Ghana. Everybody who out there, you know, have a female ch child and uh, you, want, you, you, uh, you want her to be a boxer, please, I mean, don't discourage. More from the boxing legend in a bit. Also, Eric Ten Hag has confirmed that Rasmus Hoyland will miss Manchester United's opening Premier League fixture against Wolves on Monday night. No, when he, of course, when he's available, and, um, so he's here, then also you are an option to play. But um, we don't expect him in that short notice to be 100% fit. There's been a first managerial casualty in the English Premier League already as Julien Lepetegui uh, leaves Wolves with just three days to the start of the season. All this plus the latest uh, transfer stories and the Women's World Cup where Africa's reps have all been eliminated from the competition. Alright, let's get into the details of the stories now and we start with boxing where legend Azuma Nelson has urged parents to allow their female child take up boxing if it's their interest. Speaking to City Sports, the 65-year-old gave the assurance that boxing is a safe self-defense sport, which is contrary to the perception out there. Today we say that uh, what man can do, woman can do, you know, and the women are proving that what man can do, women can do. You know, so anybody who out there, you know, have a female ch child and uh, you want you, you, uh, you want her to be a boxer, please, I mean, don't discourage. Come, you don't, you, you never knew. I mean, I mean, nothing is safe anyway. You know, nothing is safe in this world. You know, you can stand in a fall. You, you, you know, you can get accident. You can, so anything can happen. So that's the boxing legend Azuma Nelson urging parents out there to allow their a female child to be boxers if it's their interest. Don't be worried at all. And to buttress the call for more female boxers in Ghana, let's hear from the president of the Ghana Boxing Federation, Bernard Corte. Well, he was speaking to City Sports. Uh, you see, the female have this at the back of their mind that uh, in boxing, why shouldn't uh, 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 a female worry herself to come in? But it is not so. But when you look at the other uh, 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 country, what men can do, they are advocating that women can do. So if we have equality where men have been allowed to do boxing, why not? We understand it. We can allow the female to do the same thing. We understand it. So it is also very important that that notion that we have that women are not supposed to do, but we have to take it out of our mind. Because our women currently, who are the, the, the black leaders, uh, we have ladies that are now going to represent Ghana at the Olympic Games. At the same time, they will be representing Ghana at the African 2023 Games. So it shouldn't be a shock to you. We are grooming them. And it is important that we build the foundation to be able to get the top. If we don't build the foundation, we will never get to the top. All right, so that's the president of the Ghana Boxing Federation, Bernard. Quote uh, there speaking to City Sports on the growth of female boxers in Ghana. Now, from boxing, let's switch to football, where the Black Stars will face Mexico in the Mexico International Friendly Game at the Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, 
on Saturday, October 14. This was confirmed yesterday by the Ghana Football Association, the Mexican Football Federation, and Soccer United Marketing, who are the organizers. Now, Ghana has lost all her three previous matches against Mexico and are scheduled to also play the U.S. national team in another friendly game three days later. Now, let's do more stories. And uh, the Ghana Football Association has set... Uh, the kickoff of the FIFA Football for Schools initiative at the Ni Ajin Kraku, the second AstroTurf in uh, Tamanu Town. The program aims to benefit students aged 4 to 14, involving PE teachers training by uh, FIFA specialists on August 10 to 11 at the GFA Technical Center in Pram Pram. So the project will be inaugurated on August 12th. Uh, Deni Ajay Kraku, the second Astro pitch, uh, led by the FIFA Director for Football for Schools and also the GFA President Keto Kraku, alongside the Minister for Sports uh, in Ghana. Now, Legon City's uh, head coach Pakwe Sifabin has outlined his vision for the club at an unveiling ceremony yesterday. The former Indiana Stars coach has replaced Max Wakonedu on a two year deal and aims to improve upon the club's ninth place finish in last season's Bet Power Premier. League. With everyone cooperating and helping, I think we, maybe we can move a little bit higher than the previous positions. That's our aim anyway. Uh, thank you. Um, my plan is to be able to develop a lot of young talents for the team. Uh, like I said, we, we need to also be selling players, not only buying. So our aim is to groom a lot of young guys that at the, end of, at the end of the season, two or three maybe can get uh, contracts outside to bring some income to the team, to, to stabilize the team financially. Any manager goes to a team and the, the aim is to, to improve upon the team. Like our brother asked the question that we play night twice. We need to want to improve upon the position that uh, we had last season. All right, so that's the... Coach of uh, Legon City's Parkwisi Fabian. Now let's head to England and the Premier League is investigating Chelsea for potential financial rule breaches during Roman Abramovich's ownership of the club. Now Chelsea's new owners reported their own club to UEFA and the Premier League after their takeover in 2022. At present, Chelsea have not been charged with anything by the Premier League and if they were found guilty of rule breaches, sanctions could include a fine or a points deduction. Earlier, we know UEFA also fined Chelsea £8.6 million for incomplete financial information. Now, still on Chelsea, we know that the £52 million summer signing Christopher Nkunku has been ruled out for the next four months after undergoing a knee surgery. The fans forward who joined the club from RB Leipzig suffered the injury in Chelsea's final preseason game against Borussia Dortmund in Chicago. And the club have confirmed that he will be missing for a significant spell of the new season. So, double bad, bad stories there. Uh, bad uh, issues for Chelsea. Now, speaking of the new season, Eric Ten Hag has confirmed that Rasmus Hoyland will miss Man United's opening fixture against Wolves uh, next uh, Monday. According to him, the 20-year-old signing from Atalanta has fitness issues. Oh, it's difficult to say um, how that process will go. But uh, I think he's making, making good progress in this moment. And then we have to see um, yeah, day by day how the progress will go. And then we have to follow up. He definitely won't be involved then for the opening weekend of the season. But 
probably that was always going to be the case because he joined up with the squad so late? No, when he, of course, when he's available and, and, um, and so he's here, then also you are an option to play. But um, we don't expect him in that short notice to be 100% fit. So we have to wait some time more. All right, my United manager, Eric Ten Hag, speaking there. And he also says he needs at least two players in each position to deal with the amount of games in the upcoming season. And uh, speaking of the upcoming season also, Spurs uh, had their final preseason game yesterday. They lost 4-2 to Barcelona in the Juan Gampa Trophy and uh, certainly condemning Spurs to that defeat. Uh, they were without Harry Kane, James Madison, Christian Romero and also Dejan Kulusevski at the Olympic Stadium in Barcelona. Olivia uh, Skip scored two goals for Spurs with Barcelona getting their goals from Robert Lewandowski and Sufati Abde. Uh, as Azuli as well to wrap up that win and good time to hear from Spurs boss Ange Postecoglou after the game. Yeah, no, the first half was good. First half was really good. Um, like I said, uh, Barca got the jump on us with that first goal, but the lads uh, reacted really well. Our football was good. We, we we pressed really aggressively, and you can see that they were uncomfortable with that, and probably could add a couple more than two. And um, yeah, no, I was really pleased. We ran out of legs a little bit in the second half. Look, the, to be fair to the boys, they gave everything. You can see some of them couldn't even run at the end. You know, it was my decision not to make too many substitutions. So that's the manager for Tottenham Hotspur, Ange Postecoglou, speaking there. Now, Julian Lipetegui has left Wolves just three days before the start of the new Premier League season. Well, we understand that the Spaniard grew frustrated at the club's lack of spending, whilst players like Ruben Neves left. And uh, Wolves acknowledged differences of opinions on certain issues. There, He was in charge for just nine months. And so he has left now. In some transfer stories, Kyle Walker, we understand, is ready to sign a new contract at Manchester City very soon. And also Atletico Madrid have rejected a loan deal from Saudi club Al-Hilal for uh, Joao Felix. The Madrid club prefers a permanent deal and uh, Joao Felix dreams of Barcelona as well. In the Women's World Cup, before I leave, Colombia beat Jamaica 1-0 yesterday as France hammered Morocco by four goals to nil. So the quarter-final pairing it's complete. On Wednesday, there is Spain against Netherlands. Japan face Sweden. Then on Thursday, Australia, the host nation, will be up against France with England taking on Colombia. That's the latest sports stories here on Kickoff, powered by Lecheho and Shell. We are back at 5 p.m. with Sports Flash and also 10 p.m. on City TV. We have the City Sports Roundup. Hasta la proxima from me, Evan Sofuchu Manso. If you need unique services, innovative financial solutions, we deliver on our promise because we are number one. Let's go, we improve your life. Stuck with nothing No matter your situation Let's go We improve your life Let's go We improve your life Let's go Savings and loans Let's improve life 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Introducing Pick 4 from Game Park Games, the easiest lottery to play and win. Pick 4 numbers from 0 to 9, up to 3 times a day to become one of our daily winners. More mula, more power. Play online at www.gameparkgames.com or dial star 946 hash to play. Game Park Games is regulated by the National Lottery Authority, not for persons under 18. Play responsible. Pick 4 from Game Park Games. More mula, more power. Introducing Accra Business School's exciting new undergraduate degree programs, now offering you a world-class education closer to home. Introducing BSc in IT Security and Cybercrime, BSc in Information Technology Management, both awarded by the prestigious Southeast Technology University in Ireland. Start your journey in Ghana and complete it in Ireland. And don't miss our BSc in Business and Management, awarded by the renowned Wrexham University in Wales. Begin in Ghana and finish your degree in Wales. Experience the flexibility you deserve with our easy entry requirements, convenient payment plans, and adaptable learning options. Discover your future at Accra Business School today. Call 0263-888-555 or visit www.abs.edu.gh for more information. Unlock your potential. Soar high with ABS. Welcome to the Visa Summer Experience. Enjoy offers from merchants worldwide. Get your visa. Explore the world with complimentary travel insurance. Relax in premium airport lounges worldwide. Check in with exotic hotel deals. Really sweet deals on restaurants. Fuel your adventure with discounted car rentals. And if you want to shop online, we've got offers for you too. There's so much for every traveler. Visit africa.visa.com today. Hello? Hello? Can anyone hear me? I'm in Biggie's world, where it seems like multiple stars are aligned for the ultimate showdown. I I have to go. I I have to go. Biggie's calling. It's the return of your faves in the first ever Big Brother Ninja All-Stars. Get ready for edge-of-your-seats drama starting Sunday, the 23rd of July at 7 p.m. on Africa Magic Channels. Get and stay connected. Big Brother Ninja All-Stars. Headline sponsor, Money Point. Powering your dreams. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
7.33 on the City Breakfast Show. We want to wish a few people happy birthday. A happy birthday to my lovely wife, Delali Ayim Ofei. My maiden name is Delali Jakuma, who is the creative director of uh, Rare Pearl Millinery. You are loved, you are adored, you are cherished. May God grant you more blessed and fruitful years. From your husband, Benjamin Eimofe, and the children, Mami Befiwa, Kofi Ofei, and Kojochum. The VR Tennis Club are crying. I could also wish to congratulate Brigadier General Van der Palen, a.k.a. Van P, on his well-deserved promotion. We are proud of you. Keep up the good work. People are getting promotion this week. We are not getting some. Charlie, this week, every <laughs> Charlie, people are collecting promotion yeah. to Kenya and to Charlie, where we will be But in our, in our industry, is there something like promotion? There has to be promotion. Charlie, because people are getting promoted. <laughs> so, Vampi, congratulations coming in from the VRA Tennis Club, Accra and Akosombo. If you're a member of that club. So much to talk about this morning. Before that, though, happiest birthday. This one says to Bright Kofi Afum. May God bless you from your wife Patricia Bechi mm-hmm. and your. Yeah. Oh, you know him. You know him. Is that the accountant? No, 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 not that one. This guy was working with me very briefly, very briefly. Okay. Bright. Okay. Interesting message I got from uh, Gordon. He says, Bernard, mm. apart from the Lotto tax, social media advertising tax has also kicked in. Yep. Yeah. I was taxed 21% for an advert I placed on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Good morning. <laughs> Charlie. And the calculation is nicely given. So he did a post mm-hmm. and the charge in dollars was put there. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then the total was $23.89 and then they added a tax of 5.24 which is 21% mm-hmm. so for a campaign that cost him 23.89 US dollars he paid in total 29.13 where they are collecting the money from all sorts of all kinds of sources they are collecting it with Rick <laughs> <laughs> you know Rick you know Sometimes when I think about why we're not doing an agriculture, I, I think because we are not, we don't. Because I mean, when I was young in my house, mm-hmm. cutlasses of many types, mm-hmm. hook, mm-hmm. rick, mm-hmm. and the rick, there were two types. Yes. Today in my house, mm-hmm. there's nothing like that at all. In your house, I don't think there's anything no, like that. No, your no. children don't understand. I have, I have a emo. Yeah, because in, when we were children, yeah. we used to farm. Yes. So during vacation, we we'll go. There were lands between Hacho. Legon, Agbogba, there were a lot and many families were farming. Mm-hmm. So in vacation, we all go and it was a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think because of Achampo, we were all farming. Mm-hmm. But today, if you ask your daughter, what is Rick? You say, Daddy, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's no Rick. Because of that, we have to import audio from Niger. Well, it's sad. It's sad. Charlie. It's sad and we Rick. think it's civilization. It's sad. No, I, if, we're busy uh, importing almost everything. But anyway, let me let me let me sanitize what I'm saying. Need everybody in the country to farm to be food sufficient. You just need to have the right policies in place uh-huh. because in countries that like Israel, I don't think 30% of Israelis are into farming. Yet they produce food more like more than four times the food we produce. Meanwhile, the population that is in farming is like 12% or even less. So. The issue is not really number, and I just use the Rick issue as a, a funny way of entering the discussion. The real issue is that we are not productive. We haven't learned or implemented agronomical practices that can help us produce more from the same piece of land. Do you get it? So a lot of our farming is still subsistence. I mean, you drive on the motor, you see somebody doing cabbage, you see somebody doing onions. You, how many bags will he get? Meanwhile, in places like Niger, with all the, I mean, if you go to the size of the farms they have, that they are exporting to us. So let me read it. Let me let me play the audio for you. Onion traders in Ghana are urging the government to intervene <laughs> for the release. I don't know what they want the government to do for the release of seventy trucks transporting onions from Niger to Ghana through Benin. So that's even a longer route. Originally, the route would have uh, probably branched through Burkina, but it's now coming through Benin. You know, Niger is bordering Benin and Nigeria. So the, the borders have been closed. So the trucks would have come through northern Benin, mm-hmm. drive through Togo, mm-hmm. and come yeah, in yeah, through okay, yeah, Ghana. Benin, Togo, yeah. yeah. So here is Yakubu Appendiba spokesperson for the onion dealers calling for swift government action to bring the onions yesterday night they opened about uh, 35 cars of onion and another one of truck at the uh, burkina border from niger to burkina border about 45 cars are there right now so now our she's in benin today the ghana ambassador went there on try uh, Saturday to talk to them and they have yesterday around 8 o'clock they removed the owner cars and they are on the border doing the papers but some have 
passed through from Benin. But the rest attack at Burkina border right now. So now, if we come to the onion market today, it's it's not easy. You see the onion that we are selling, 10 million, 11 million, 15 million, 16 million. There's not even onions at some other places. So now it's not easy. So we are appealing to the government to help us to talk to Burkina president and then uh, so that they will be able to escort their cars from there to Ghana. So that's the issue. Yesterday as well, I monitored an interview the Agri Minister granted to Peace FM where he said that um, there are 3.5 million farmers in the country but only a small fraction of this group are into poultry. He said Ghana consumes 325,000 metric tons of poultry, but local farmers only produce 15,000 tons. Think about that. We, we consume 325,000 tons, <laughs> and we, our local farmers, produce only 15,000. That's insignificant. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's poultry. Yes, poultry. So, I, I go back to the point. Our challenge is that we, do, we are not productive. So, it's not even the number of people who are... I mean, look, you have 3.5 million people in farming, and yet you don't produce enough food to feed yourself. You actually import $2 billion worth of food every year. So, the lack... Of, so, Ghana's problem is productivity. In advanced societies less than 10% of the population is into farming. The same land, so there's something they call yield per acre. For most food items, we are far behind. Some of it is the scale of production. We are still using cutlass and hoe and waiting for the rain and rake. People are using large machines to cultivate large tracts of land. We don't do this. A lot of these Francophone Sahelian countries produce onions, produce tomatoes. And these countries have... Like Niger has 40% of its budget donor funded. Niger is a poor country. Yet they are able to produce enough onion to sell to us. Burkina Faso, with all these problems, still produces enough tomatoes. We had a major agri program. We trumpeted it with a lot of noise. You know? Somehow, it's not we've not seen the benefit. We've not seen the benefit. So I'll be going on two tracks this morning. Part of the track will be talking about the the implications of the instability in the sub-region for all of us, all right? Because there are people who are saying that the approach by ECOWAS to say they're going to intervene directly is not the best approach. That's one angle. But then for me, the, the more emotive angle is the food angle, all right? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't import food. But for me, the what makes this troubling is that the coup happened in the last week of July. We are in the second week of August and already there's looming shortage of onions. That's serious. You would have thought that maybe it would take like a year, a month or whatever, three months. you get it? Like just two weeks. So is it like we don't store enough onions or is it that we don't, you know, do that? I mean, because the, the trucks haven't come in in two weeks. So in two weeks, no, you get onions. Now that's serious. So the question is, what is the strategic stock of tomatoes, maize, flour, rice, may, uh, whatever. If, if we were to ask if the borders closed for six months, if every West African country said they won't, they won't bring anything, 
in six months? What what would Ghana not have? I think those are questions we should ask ourselves. And whilst um, a, a policy like Operation Feed Yourself is great as a stopgap, I don't think it addresses the long-term productivity issues in agriculture. Because what you need to do is to make your land produce much more per hectare or per acre. That means that the use of fertilizer of different kinds, modern farming implements, irrigation, less than 10% of your arable land is under irrigation. Yet you had a major government project called One Village, One Dam. So when you look at the stated policy and then you look at the result on the ground, you, do, you tend to wonder. PFJ sunk in billions of cities. And yet after two weeks of coup in Niger, you can't have onion. There's something seriously wrong. You get me? It, it's a, so the productivity issues will not be addressed by nice slogans with fancy names. And you see, food grown, it doesn't believe, you can say anything you want. If you don't apply the right practice, the food will not grow. <laughs> and if the food doesn't grow, you don't have the food. So the only way we can judge our agric policies is food security. Food security is the way to go. So I, I really think there's a, 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 a I wish, I wish the, the poor managing agric would tell us, I hope they'll tell me that this shortage of onion that is being announced by the, the onion trader is not true and that hopefully he's just being alarmist. I really, I, I am hoping that Tanko and Brian Echampo and Co. will call and say, oh, onions, we have one month stock of onions. We don't have any problem with onions. Tomatoes, we have a lot of it. I really hope, I hope we are wrong when we say that we could be having a shortage of onions in Ghana. I really hope we are wrong. All right. And with no, with all due respect to Niger, Ghana is a far more advanced country than Niger. In fact, in West Africa, Ghana is probably the ad- most advanced, or if not the second most advanced economy in the whole sub-region. But our agricultural production doesn't reflect that. We are very import dependent. I think the francophone countries do better with large-scale farming. Côte d'Ivoire does far better than we do. Burkina Faso in some products. And as we've seen, even Niger in some products. Mm. You know? But I think our soils are fertile. We have the Volta. <coughs> we, are, we are very... Ble- we have been blessed by nature. We have a stable democracy. A lot of these countries don't even have one. But it seems for us, the stable democracy is just multiply radio stations and do po- po- politics and propaganda. So, food prices are very expensive. We are very import-dependent. Our economy, the, the Russia-Ukraine war seemed to affect us more than everybody else. Our economic management is not strong. And it's a challenge, guys. So, I don't know. Maybe we can, you can, you can come, I can come to you on the, the angle of the MPs and the security people. Because in Ghana, the MPs from certain parts of the country have been expressing concern. In Nigeria as well, MPs from certain because because the the, the war the, the situation in the Sahel affects the northern part of Ghana, the northern part of Nigeria, not part of Togo more. So a lot of people in Accra don't know how serious it is. In the past two weeks, the influx of refugees through Boku and parts of the north, very very serious. So maybe when we discuss Niger, Burkina, Mali, it seems very far for a lot of listeners in Accra. But if you listen to people like Albert 
Alazuga, who is the MP for Garu. Mahama Yariga, MP for Boko. If you listen to senators from northern Nigeria, they have a very different view of the situation. And I dare say, they, they are calling for more cool heads to prevail. Because beyond even the food issue, if the instability in the sub-region continues, there's going to be a humanitarian crisis <coughs> on our hands. So those are the, this is the synopsis for the day. Uh, I'll give you the chance to tidy it up for me whilst I read a couple of quick announcements. So, Sky, give me two minutes. In the meantime, listeners, let's hear from you. 054-998-6996. Does your child know what a rick is? <laughs> Has your child seen a hoe before? A hoe. A hoe. Do they know what a matok is? When I was in class five, there was an agreed book. The first time I heard the word secators. That word, I've, I, I got the question wrong because I think the question, I think it's a GSS one rather. Mm-hmm. And the question was, and my Mrs. Glover was our Greek teacher. Which implement is used for pruning? Pruning. Mm-hmm. Only one or two people got the answer correct. <clears throat> and the two, I'll never forget the answer. The tool is called, I don't even know, cicators. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a long scissors. Mm-hmm. A tool for pruning. GSS one, a Greek science, Mrs. Glover. And those days, we used to see the equipment. We used to see them with our physical eyes. Mm-hmm. But now our children don't even know. They don't know. I don't even think they know what the hoe is. Before they can know, do you know cicatos? <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it, yeah. What tool is it's used for pruning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mrs. Glover, you I tell you, God bless her heart. Cicatos. GSS1, a Greek science. These days, I wonder, do they even learn a Greek science in school? Well, I got a friend, a friend of mine's company deals in seeds. So they brought us some seeds. So what is what we did? The, you know, this water um, dispenser, the water dispenser, mm. when we finish using it, some of the companies don't take it back. Okay. So we cut it in half and we poured black soil in it. This is in my house. And then we got pepper and okra seed and we got the kids to plant. So they can see planting at close quarters in Accra. <laughs> so, so I'm doing planting for education and enlightenment. <laughs> so the minister is doing planting for food and jobs. So my, my boys planted um, okra and pepper. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, it's called planting for, for education <laughs> and enlightenment. Because, <laughs> but they planted it in a... So we, we bought this uh, water thing. When, it, when the bottle is yeah, empty, yeah, yeah. so we cut it. And then we got black soil and put it inside. And then every morning they water it so that they will see that this is how it is. Because yeah, yeah. there's no hope for it. <laughs> <laughs> agree, they, I don't even think they do agree science again. So now there's no hope. So imagine these people grow up to become ministers. What do they do for Ghana? They don't, they don't, they are, so, so now I'm doing a special plant initiative in my house so that my children can even see. As for a rake, I have to go and look. I don't even know where to get a rake again. And the house doesn't even have grass. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> Be something. Rick. So we have put they have planted onion and they have to water it every morning. So we do pepper and okra. <laughs> you were when you were their age. <laughs> you were you were you were you could you could cut look, you can even use a mattock to uproot you can uproot a tree. When I was young, when we go to Peki to my mother's mother's place. The training involved going to farm in the morning. Mm-hmm. You carry firewood to the house. They will cook on the farm. You eat it with farm implements. 
you cook, you eat, you have to learn how to rake, burn, all kinds of things. How to do a yam mount and how to put the stick on it so that the yam will grow based on the direction you give it. And how to make sure, oh, beautiful things. How to do charcoal. Oh my God. And these things we learned before 8.15. Now we are importing everything from China. All the shops are selling plastics. Everybody is buying. When you, and enlightenment means going to Accra Mall and go and buy apples from South Africa and eat it with um, uh, juice yeah. from Israel. Mm-hmm. Means you, you, you So you go and buy apple. <laughs> Meanwhile, mango, nice mango mm-hmm. from Dodoa, you eat. You wash mango, put it. You, you, we don't want organic. Everything is now uh, imported. GMO things. We are eating it happy. We are getting funny diseases. Things that we didn't know when we were young. Now they are coming. <laughs> we think that when you go and shop, they give you yellow rubber bag and you come home. Yeah. You are living the life. Meanwhile, in those days, kontumbre grow behind your house. You wash it. Kukoyam. Kobe. They grew to old age. Every week we are in hospital. Kidney stones, gallbladder, something. We are eating foolish things. We have to get serious, Ogana. Yo. So, me, I'm doing planting for enlightenment and <laughs> education. We started with okro. A, f- a friend of mine brought me the seed. <laughs> oh, yeah. They brought the seed. We planted it. Okro and pepper. And we water it every morning. And everybody will look at it. They, they children want to say, I say, it doesn't grow like that. So they want to check, say, no, let's leave that thing. They want to uproot it and see. They're going to say, no. <laughs> when you plant something, leave it. Just water it and pray. Don't go and try and see anything. Just leave it. Oh, so, Sky, I, I know I've gone in many directions this, this morning. <laughs> so maybe Nathan, you should help me with the announcement because where, where my mind is flying this morning, <laughs> I don't think it will, it will land well if I don't control myself in this matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, on August 12, if you drive a Toyota, mm-hmm. get to any of Toyota Ghana's branches in Accra Thank and you. Tema. And uh, just see what they are doing. They are um, mm-hmm. giving free vehicle diagnosis for all Toyota and Lexus models happening on Saturday, the 12th of August. You can call 302 429 for more details. Toyota Superior Quality. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to gain proper control of your finances? Join the APSA Ready to Work webinar to help you transition from learning to earning. A team of experts will be live on our Facebook and YouTube channels on Thursday, August 10. And the topic is understand and manage, manage a budget. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening on Thursday. That's Africanacity. That's, that's APSA. 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 Now, we are talking money. We, yes. all, we all know that the person who has the money has the power. Yes. Good. Now all of us want to. It doesn't necessarily have the sense, but it has the power. (laughs) (laughs) Well, GamePackGames.com is saying that you can play their games and walk away with loads and loads of cash. You can visit their website, GamePackGames.com, or dial star nine four six hash on all networks. Mm. Just choose four numbers between zero and nine. Easy to play, easy to win. This game Mm. is regulated by the NLA. All right. Let me tell you about Crab Business School. mm. Boost your career with our prestigious MSc degrees from KNUST. Pick from HRM, Communication and International Marketing, International Relations, Public Affairs, or IT Management. In just 12 months, MBA can be yours. Drive into, or dive rather, into our BSc programs in IT, Security, and Cybercrime. 
So programs include IT management, business management, endorsed by top universities in Ireland and Wales. We offer flexible entry, payment and learning options. Visit abs.edu.gh or call 0263-888-555 or 026-388-666. Let Accra Business School elevate your future today. Now, if you are tired of juggling countless systems and drowning in spreadsheets, say goodbye to the chaos and welcome the new revolution with Oracle NetSuite ERP, the all-in-one cloud-based business application system. No more fragmented data or disjointed processes. Enable collaboration amongst your team. Oracle NetSuite offers you functionalities in financials, CRM, manufacturing, inventory and warehousing, e-commerce, billing, procurement and analytics, and BI. Call Life Trust Consulting, your certified NetSuite partner on 0501516090. Join over 36,000 global businesses and unlock your full potential with NetSuite. Sky, I need to say that you see, whilst I may be sounding jocular in the discussion, part of the reason why our economy never seems to recover is because we spend money importing things we should produce here, like food. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this in my article that I delivered at the some graduation recently, where $2 billion every year importing food can be reduced by even 60 or 70% if we just get serious and committed. We import beans from Niger. We import onions from Niger. We import tomatoes from Burkina Faso. Meanwhile, you have many communities along the banks of the Volta. The Volta Lake is... Look, if you go to Asuchari, how difficult will it be to do irrigation on a large scale? You have the Volta Lake, a lake with sky. The Volta Lake, all the way from KJB, Afram Plains, down through to Pando, to Germany, coming down to Akosombo, to Asuchari, down to Bato, to Ada. I mean, wh- wh- I mean, is it is it is it that Agric is so complex? We have center for all kinds of things, ministries of agri, departments of whatever. Every food item we take, I have a data I don't have time to go through. We don't produce enough. Tomatoes we import. I, I was going through a list given me, if I can retrieve this. And the issues are all the same. Our farmers are not using modern implements. They are not getting access to their help. There's no enough. There's not enough irrigation. Simple. Things. And this story, since I did agri science in JSS one, is the same. <laughs> same. I was going through data on various food items. Maybe once during the PFJ, we got sufficient in maize briefly. Even yam. You know, it, it's it's almost like we haven't gotten the right mindset as a nation, as a government, towards. Making, I don't know what the objective of agri policy is. Whether to just make campaign, I, I don't know. You know, that's not for food buffers talk. Now, their main job is food for uh, friendly saying secondary school education, even free SHS. The people don't have food to eat. This guy, when I was in Presec, mm-hmm. my ag- there were four science classes, there was one agri class. The agri science students they were always on the school farm. In fact, our agri prefect. He was mostly found in the school farm. Do you know why? Okay. The eggs we were eating in the dining hall, 
It was our poultry farm that was. We had an agri teacher come. This is a champo. Not the English teacher, the Greek science teacher. Our Greek students, they were mostly in the school farm. And some of the food we ate, they produced it for us. So at, at least for eggs, dear, I know that the school farm was producing eggs. Sometimes chicken. If you go to Presec now, opposite the, uh, the, the, what do you call it? Opposite the alumni center. That bush there, that's the school farm. They were planting all kinds of things. They spent most of their time there. I don't know if these days they still go. I'm not sure if, I don't know how many of our secondary schools even are producing food for their, their canteens. Meanwhile, the schools have land. Achimota has big land. Akraka has some land. Presec, Presec land starts from IPS junction to atomic junction. Rolling circle almost. So they have land. I'm sure there's some of the schools at these schools. Even your school, three sec, I'm sure they have land. But they are all waiting for buffer stock. Free SHS, government procurement. So now procurement is the is the, is the order of the day. Import Obia import B. And we are eating it. So it, it's it's a lot of things. You know, it's the policies don't seem to be working. The government itself, I don't know. There's a new minister of agriculture. Let's hope he has a how many years does he have? How many years to election? Mm, one, five, Let, let's five, let's pray that because he used to be the dining hall prefect of Presec, maybe he will remember. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he will use that energy to do something about. When I was informed, he was the DHP, and he used to say, "No food is leaving the hall." You know, Brian Champo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he used to say. No food is leaving the hall. Did they used to say that in your school? Uh, we didn't exactly have ah, at the time I was ah. um, in. Great town. As for but me, now they have a uh, boarding house. Say no food. But we're producing. They say no food is leaving the hall. So maybe he can use that energy to do something. I really pray because it's a sad story yep. that two weeks after a coup in Niger, they say we won't get onion. So the kinky they are bringing today, we eat it like that. Oh, I can eat it without sabala. Because you know when when you cut it and put it on it. What's that? Onion. <laughs> I hope the kinky bull are coming. Oh, brutal. If they don't come. Otherwise, I'll withdraw <laughs> all recognition. <laughs> if, they, if they don't come, they really go sports since this morning. That. Eight o'clock <laughs> is the time. Tech and social media trends is next. It's brought to us by Vodafone Edim. Edim. Yeah, I like the Edim promotion. Edim. Buy airtime or bundle with five cities or more. Receive up to 20% cash back in your Vodafone cash wallet. Bah! And you can also join the dance challenge and win amazing prizes from Samsung like the phones and earbuds. Keep reloading in the Edim promotion and win big for that phone further together. And sending money to Nigeria has never been this easy. Through the Pan-African Payment and Settlement System, you can send and receive money to and from Nigeria in minutes for business and personal purpose. This can also happen in Liberia and the Gambia. Visit any FBM branch today. With your cash and your money is next door in no time. Call 059-6921-921. FBN Bank, you first. Yeah. Ah, Nathan. It's on way. So anyway, anyway, let's get into the trends. Uh, some entertainment bits slightly lopsided in favor of entertainment today. So let's start off with Black Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Black Sheriff is 
in the trends now why is he trending he has a new song or a new project that will be out very 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 soon yes and it's uh, the project is titled reportedly take care of yourself black hole it's uh, it will be released tomorrow august 10 so right. people are talking about that they are waiting patiently for black hole's latest piece of work yeah staying with entertainment news life and money it's also trending for those who are very familiar with Stoneboy's album. That's track one of the album, Life and Money. He featured Stormzy. And there's a new uh, cut of the song where he features Russ. So that's also making the news because it's entered the Billboard charts and people are talking about it. It made its debut on the Billboard US Afrobeats yeah. Top 50. It's also done a remix of... Um, um, Bob Marley's uh, yes, yes. Name, right? uh, which, which, which song is this? Uh, Buffalo Soldier. Buffalo Soldier. Awesome. So yeah, awesome. Stoneboy's been quite we'll busy. Go look for that so that we play that for you know. It, it's relevant for purpose of what's happening in in Niger, what's happening in Guinea. <laughs> you know how the the Western powers and other powers are seeking to divide Africa and capture Africa and all of that. Okay. So we should look for Buffalo Soldier. Buffalo Soldier. Yes, 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 okay. Yes. All right. Just uh, staying on the entertainment trends. The biggest global entertainment story has to do with Canadian rapper Tory Lanez. Now, Tory Lanez has been sentenced to 10 years in prison for uh, shooting and injuring fellow rapper Megan Thee Stallion. Now, the incident happened seven months ago and you know, they've been in court trying to get to the bottom of it. Finally, the court has issued a sentence. So, Tory Lanez is going into the cooler <laughs> for uh, for 10 years. He should be given lens and soup. <laughs> They say when you go to prison, the first soup you get, they do it with onion and water. It's called lens sense. <laughs> what does it do? It will it teach, teach you sense. sense. When you but take one there's, water. there's no onion. I don't know. No, if it's only water. Rice, rice, onion, oil. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 do some tech news quickly. Now, the Oxford Internet oh, no. Institute has mm. uh, conducted a study, mm -hmm. and they are suggesting that there is no evidence that the global spread of Facebook is linked to widespread psychological harm. Mm. Now, the research looked at how well-being changed in 72 countries as use of so the social media platform grew. Mm -hmm. Now, it counters the common belief that social media is psychologically harmful. Um, that's yeah. according to the researchers. Several countries, social including media is very harmful. the UK, are considering yeah. legislation to it's protect social menace. media users from online harm keep your, conscious of things they keep, ordinarily keep, keep your children away from social media that's true keep them mm -hmm. away it will help social them media young. It, will, it will help them that was taking social media trends with nathan join the conversation on the city breakfast show on facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3 twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973 and instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973 with the hashtag city cbs
30 minutes past eight, and uh, a, a quick birthday request coming in to Joe Anoche, DJ of NCA. We are blessed to have an inspirational leader like you. We appreciate you and ask for God's grace and blessings from the engineering division of NCA. This is also coming in from uh, Mr. Isamwa, wishing his Oga at the top, the Papa of the NCA, a happy birthday. May the Lord continue to be your uncle. We are proud of you and praying that you enjoy not only today but also the days and years ahead god bless you sir i'm joining myself to that and wishing him all the very best mm. and uh, may he live long enough uh, to see the coming of jesus christ <laughs> well for the laundry drop off grocery pickup lunch sit down or tank fill up when asked cash or card is always card for me i switched from cash to card for all my payments with mastercard now in life you always have to insist on the best and when you find it stick to it bell pack paper tissue is one of the best things in life bell pack has heroes that are soft but not weak strong but not hard just perfect and bell packaging towel is very good it cleans in one wipe and one bell pack lasts long and saves you money if you want to be a distributor call 0551 bell pack is another quality product from bell aqua now sukasa's seasonal affordable housing offers housing offers include a three-bedroom unit with an outhouse and a four-bedroom unit with an outhouse at locations such as East Ligon Hills and Aimensa. Get in touch with Sukasa on 030-2960-865 or 055-3697-886 or send an email info at sukasa.com.gh. Sukasa, building on trust. Now, the Ghana Revenue Authority, in collaboration with the Ministry of Local Government, Decentralization and Rural Development, is informing the general public that property rate bills for all MMDAs are available electronically on portal.myassembly.gov.gh. You can even make your payments there, either bank transfer, bank card, Momo, or the other means. You don't have to make a cash payment whatsoever. Get in touch with the GRA on 0302756820 or 0549986968 for further inquiries. Don't forget, don't forget that the 12th of August, Toyota is doing a free vehicle diagnosis for all their Lexus and Toyota models where they will do thorough 60-point inspection, free diagnostics. They will do vehicle valuation for trading or cashback. And they will also do affordable oil change using genuine Toyota motor oil. It's in Accra and Tema on the 12th of August. Call 0302-429-801. right, now let me tell you about tomatoes. So tomato can be, tomatoes can be grown in all the agroecological zones of Ghana. Major commercial production regions are the Upper East, Bono East, Ashanti, Greater Accra, and the Volta region. So these are the five regions for tomatoes. Upper East, Bono East, Bono, Ashanti, Greater Accra, and Volta. Now, the tomato calendar varies according to the producing region and the type of production system used. Irrigation or irrigated production takes place in the northernmost regions from December to April. In the months that follow, Rain-fed tomato from the forest transition zone enters the market. So the north starts, the, the forest belt continues. So Volta and Greater Accra then take over in the last quarter of the calendar. So on paper, Ghana should have all-year-round supply of tomatoes. But there are usually periods of deficit when traders tend to neighboring countries, especially Burkina Faso, which supplies the Ghanaian market, particularly during the first half of the year. So this is January to June. 
Total tomato consumption has increased in the last decade. And the average total consumption, this is 2021 data, 800,000 metric tons of fresh and processed tomato. This is so because tomato is a staple ingredient in the diet of Ghanaians and accounts for 38% of total vegetable expenditure, right? So 38% of vegetable expenditure is tomatoes. Is that true? 38%. Okay, fine. However, domestic production has not kept up with demand. Despite expanding... Have you seen any soup? Without soup tomatoes. Or stew without tomatoes. Uh-huh. So about 40% of our <laughs> vegetable expenditure is tomatoes. Good. Now, tomato production has expanded from 318,000 tons in 2009 to 420 in 2019. This is Ministry of Food and Agriculture 2019. Now, over 90% of fresh tomato imports come from Burkina Faso. Burkina Bay tomatoes form an important part of the supply chain, especially in the first half of the calendar year. Higher yields from Burkina Faso than Ghana, competitive transportation costs, a well-established supplier network, and a good reputation explain the popularity of Burkina Bay tomatoes. And this is based on research. So their yields are higher. They have a competitive transport cost, which means it's probably cheaper to bring the tomatoes from Burkina through to wherever than from some parts of Ghana. A well-established supplier network. You heard the people talking about onions. So the network is there. And a good reputation explain the popularity of Burkinabe tomatoes in Ghana. Estimates of the total amount of tomatoes imported into Ghana vary according to data source. However, the Ghana National Tomato Traders and Transporters Association estimates annual total imports of over 100,000 metric tons. Okay, now the consumption, the production is 420,000. And the importers say they import over 100,000 metric tons. Then let me talk about tomato processing just to make it nice. The few tomato processing plants installed in Pualugu, Techiman, and Wenchi have all been shut down due to inaccessibility to quality raw materials at affordable prices. The processing plants could not compete with tomato market queens for fresh tomatoes. Ghana is estimated to consume more than 100,000 metric tons of tomato paste annually. Market analysis of the tomato paste industry shows that there are several tomato paste brands on the Ghanaian market, most of which originate from Europe and China. The tomato paste companies are mostly located in Tema, and they import concentrate and package it into paste for the local market, and some names are mentioned. The issues in the tomato sector. Relatively low yield at the farm level, under 10 metric tons per hectare. So compare that to Burkina, which produces more. Low adoption of improved seeds. Tomato varieties for commercial agro-processing are not being grown. Many farmers still prefer to plant local varieties, typically with high water content, many seeds and poor color, and low bricks level. Ghana also has policies that favor imports with respect to benchmark variations. Temperature and relative humidity variations in Ghana affect the productivity of most tomatoes. Okay, so what does government try to do? The government introduced PFJ, which intended to increase the usage of improved vegetable varieties, including production through expanding irrigation with dams and solar water pumps for dry season farming and provide post-harvest shortage storage facilities. There's also the Ghana Cares supporting three tomato initiatives, which was the production and distribution of consumer preferred market demand tomato varieties facilitate improved tomato breeder seeds 
by WACI and CSIR and provide interest rate subsidy to Wedi Africa and Africa Link Tomato Processing. But imports of tomatoes keep increasing by leaps and bounds. So that's the problem. So even so, despite these interventions, uh, do you have time for rice? Or oh, you've had enough? I have rice too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll give you rice. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So rice is an important staple in Ghana, cultivated across all ecological zones. Ghana's history of rice support dates back to the 70s. However, with market liberalization, fiscal austerity, and the removal of fuel and fertilizer subsidies in the 80s, rice production costs and competitiveness were adversely affected. So, import of rice then increased. Over the years, the government has implemented several rice-related interventions, such as the SR... Okay, you are old enough to know this. SDR something, Sustainable Development Rain-Fed Lowland Rice Production. That's number one. Number two, Rice Sector Support Project, RSSP. That's number two. Number three, Nerica Rice Development Project. That's NRDP. And number four, Enhanced Access to Quality Rice Seed Initiative. That's... And there's more. Now, here's the facts. Rice, paddy rice production in Ghana has increased steadily at 11% per annum since 2008 from 300,000 tons to 986,000 tons in 2020. All right. By contrast, yields also grew at 4.5% per year, according to the Ministry of Food and Agriculture. But local rice demand and consumption is estimated at 1.4 million metric tons, with a per capita of 45 kilograms. So everybody eats 45 kilograms of rice per year. Um, the, the, all of this, there's still increase in imports of rice. All right. Now let's talk about the rice value chain. The rice value chain has seen more processing plants in recent years with current install capacity of 500,000 metric tons after 2022, so half a million metric tons of rice processing. This can process paddy rice comparable to imported rice, but working at a very low capacity and not fully utilized due to a myriad of challenges facing producers and millers. What are the problems? Inefficient seed system, inappropriate harvesting and threshing technology, inadequate storage facility, and a mixture of rice varieties, all impacting the quality of paddy available for processing. In 2020, Ghana imported 708,000 metric tons of rice, valued at $200 million, becoming the 20th largest importer of rice in the whole world. Meanwhile, there are 200 and something countries in the world. Though. Ghana is number 20 importer of rice. In but, the s- but per volume or, or, or price? Good question. Um, I think it's both because they put the 700 metric thousand tons and then the 200 million in the same bracket in the same year 2020. Rice was the per third capita, per capita, we may be leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, in the same year, rice was the third most imported product in Ghana. Rice was the third most imported product in Ghana. And which year is this? Again? 2020. Ghana imports rice from. Okay, let's do what do you know now. Ghana, give me the number one country to import rice from. Yes, Nathan, yes. Um, the number one country to import rice from. Yes. The United States. Sky, what is your answer? It must be Thailand or... Vietnam. What, what is, what is India. All of you are wrong. Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam, yeah. 200 and... Thailand. Yeah, so, so, so number one is Vietnam, 282 million dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thailand, 45... Yeah. 
Sky, but you just said this is a country that just came out of long years of war, Vietnam. But why the war was sorry. going on? Uh, sorry, so it's two mil- it's two million dollars worth. Okay, so Vietnam, sorry, sorry, Vietnam is, is the, sorry, Vietnam is the first one, two eighty two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Thailand is forty five million. That's number two. India is number three, twenty seven million. Pakistan, number four, twenty million, and then China number five. So our top five rice, Vietnam by a wide majority. Now let me finish. The import share of rice demand remains above fifty percent. The, this reflects growing preference for rice among Ghanaian households, especially as consumers become wealthier and more urbanized. The large dependence on rice imports heightens concerns about foreign exchange imbalances and vulnerability to international price shocks. Government policy over the years has been to reduce rice importation by supporting the production of higher quality product that is more accessible to Ghanaian consumers and can compete. Last one, poultry. Poultry. So... <clears throat> Commercial poultry production in Ghana can be categorized into large, medium, and small-scale enterprises, mostly in Ashanti, Bono, Ahafo, Central, and Greater Accra. They produce mainly eggs on local market. Most commercial farms farmers focus on broiler production for sale only during the festive season, Christmas, Eid al-Adha, Eid al-Fitru, where Ghanaians buy live and dressed chicken and processed chicken. Most of the farms also target sale of spent layer chicks, chickens at these times of the year. Very few poultry farms are set up to produce broilers. So this is a very important point in the poultry issue. Most of the poultry farmers produce eggs. And then they, they sell spent layers. So very few poultry farms are set up to produce broilers, which are processed for the local market. Domestically produced chickens are usually sold as live birds with some freshly dressed birds offered for sale on the market as whole chicken and not cut into parts like imports. Consumption patterns of households in urban areas in Ghana are heavily weighted towards imported frozen chicken products. The reason for this trend are that it is cheaper than locally produced poultry and it is already pre-cut, such as leg quarters and wings. So they, they cut it before they bring, but we will sell it whole. And processed whole chicken and gizzards. As such, the convenience of a ready-to-use chicken product has booted consumer demand. So the imported chicken is already ready cut. right? The national demand for poultry meat alone was estimated at 400,000 metric tons in 2020. Now, here's the big story. Local production is only 57,000 tons, right? So, we eat 400,000, but we produce only 57,000. So, we are not even producing one-fourth. We are producing about one-eighth of the chicken we eat. Spent layers constitute a large proportion of domestically produced chicken meat. 90% of the chicken meat we eat locally, the ones we go spend layers, so we don't do broilers. Domestic broiler production is only 2% of the demand in the country. Broiler meat imports constitute over 80% of total meat imports in the country. Okay, let's do another, what do you know? The top five poultry meat countries we import from, which is number one, Nita? Poultry. <laughs> Num- I didn't get the U.S. right for the last one, but something tells me it's the U.S. No, okay. So, Sky, what's your answer? I'll go with China. Simon, I know there's a Brazil somewhere. <laughs> okay. So, Nathan, Brazil is number three. Mm-hmm. Sorry, U.S. is number three. Brazil is number five. Number one is actually Netherlands. Netherlands. So, Ghana. Im- oh, then we are safe. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So Netherlands has the 30% of the market share for Ghana imports. Poland is number two. US number three. Belgium number four. Brazil number five. Kuklu. Yeah. There's also UK, Turkey, Germany, Canada, and Ukraine. 
The average unit price of imported chicken meat is below that of domestically produced chicken, owing to high cost of domestic production. So you see, we talk about Burkina Faso productivity in tomatoes, Niger productivity in onions. Then we spoke about Vietnam productivity in rice. Now we are saying that all these countries produce sheep and cattle. So the person produces the broiler in Netherlands. Mm-hmm. They cut it, put it on a ship, and bring it to Ghana. It's still cheaper than the one we have here. You can be economies and, of scale, and then also poor that, and then poor um, output. What's the word they use? Productivity. Productivity. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the so the average price of uh, a chicken imported versus domestic price per kilogram 2018 imported chicken the average price was 14.5 the the look yes price per kilogram price per kilogram i'm not sure whether i see this or dollars forgive me but it's, oh it, cds yes, can, yes. Can and dollars. then domestic is 19.16 so the imported is 14.5 domestic is 19. now in 2019 some listen to this 2019 the average price of imported chicken dropped from 14 to 12. And the price for Ghanaian increased from 19 to 21. So in 2018, the gap was 5 CDs. In 2019, the gap increased to 10 CDs. Yeah. All right? 2020, it got worse. The imported was 12.7. The local was 23.12. So 11 CD difference between imported and local. 2021, imported went to 15, local went to 25. Okay, let me wrap up. Key sector issues, high feed cost. 60 to 70% of the cost of production continue to stifle attempts at reviving Ghana's broiler industry, which is where the maize comes in. So if you plant enough maize and soy, so if, if, if PFJ is working, one effect is that the price of feed will go down. Do you get the logic? So, feed cost is driven by maize and soya. So, if the cost of maize and soya is high, the cost of producing chicken is high. So, chicken is like a beneficiary of the PFJ. So, if PFJ is working, feed price should go down. Two, programs funded by GOG and development partners targeting smallholders and not tackling the cost of the high cost of feed. So, they will give smallholder farmers support. But the feed cost is still high, so they are not able to really increase their production. Issues of dumping by countries of origination using export subsidy credits. So they will support their local. So like a ne- the Netherlands will support local chicken Vic producers mm-hmm. so that they can have a cheaper price of chicken. So that's why the thing the gap between local and imported chicken increased from five cities in 2018 to 11 cities in 2021. And companies have something they call export mapping, mm. where uh, there are enclaves that are that they are they are giving targets to export to specific geographical areas. Mm-hmm. So if you go to this enclave, they are doing production for Africa. Mm-hmm. If you go to this yeah. enclave, they do production to main Europe. They, that's what they do. And the Africa one, you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me then finish this up. Uh, so dumping export subsidy credit, high energy cost affect overall production. Unwillingness of importers and traders to distribute and sell locally produced chicken through their widely distributed networks of cold stores across the country. This is a very important point. 
So this is a fifth point: unwillingness of the importers and traders mm-hmm. to distribute and sell locally produced chicken through their widely distributed networks of cold stores across the country, due to the uncompetitive price of local chicken. So, government policies have included import permits, level of tariff in, of on imported poultry thirty five percent, which is quite high, but still doesn't need to that didn't lead to a reduction because of what he, the point he made. So there's enough local domestic support for exporting nations that even if your tariff is high, they still find a way to be cheaper than you. Um, some of the taxes are VAT, ECOWAS levy, EDIF levy, and all these things. Ghana, in 2014, introduced something called the Broiler Revitalization Project, aimed at stimulating local broiler production, but this does not succeed. Government, in 2019, launched Rearing for Food and Jobs. So 2014 was Broiler Revitalization Project. 2019, Rearing for Food and Jobs. Government said it will provide 50, 50% subsidy for domestic producers, vaccine and feed. They even sold food at the Ministry of Agriculture. They put planting on their campaign platform. Oh, I thought you were I mean, doing a serious program. No, no I'm serious. I'm talking about this last comedy no, that you introduced. So I'm saying that I'm talking about how the. So, in a nutshell, what I'm saying is that please. the. 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 the uh, oh, Cambridge, please. The, 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 what I've just put out for you uh, is like. 15, 20 years of the same problem. 15, you know? 20 years yeah, of because, absolute failure. Because the data is from two, 20, okay, maybe 50, 2008 to 2020. Yeah, two decades. Two, yeah. two decades. Yeah. So it tells you that this is really, it's a stronghold. The system has failed. It's a stronghold. So, Niger, so now I'm coming to Niger. Two weeks of, of a coup. Of coup. Close. 70 trucks cannot come and the sellers are saying that there will be a shortage of onions in Ghana. Two weeks. So I don't know which angle you. It's, it's a lot of things. I you pick your choice. <laughs> I mean, I'm giving you. The, it's a lot of things, guys. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think it's how they are reacting to the the elements of their trade, uh, because they they where from where they sit, they see the full length of the value chain. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually know more than we do as to what is actually happening in Niger. They are not just talking from the border uh, things. No, they have partners in Niger, yeah. and on daily basis they have information. So, I can say this is more like a projection of what will happen if nothing is done about it. Um, it's early days yet, but I would I would expect Brian Champon and his people to respond to this um, yeah. clear and present danger. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's 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 onion that's been mentioned. But it it's, it repeats itself with other 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 crops, you know. Uh, tomato will come in very soon, and beans, beans. We import beans from Niger. Well, beans. Wh- whatever that means, I don't know. <laughs> but but if we are importing beans from Niger, importing um, onions, onions from Niger, and, from and we are not reciprocating with any other. Produce. I don't know if there's something that we use to balance. Well, they say we we export our medicines to Niger. So apparently, eighty percent of the medicines. Let me just read that. But those are no agriculture. Yes, I'm just talking about like. Yeah, um, I mean in agriculture. No, 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 no. no, You know, because you know the potential for agri to employ um, peasants and locals is far bigger than what the medicine manufacturer would do. Mm -hmm. And so, if we are if we are still grappling with this problem for two decades mm-hmm. then 
it's 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 actually suggest that we need to have a deeper conversation about our agricultural the structure of our great policies and how we have implemented them mm-hmm. the slogans are, are not useful getting too many the, the the slogans are not useful we know that when you said for food and jobs <coughs> the food didn't come the job didn't come so it means that it did not work mm-hmm. let's come back and look at what works for us as a country mm-hmm. so that we do proper projection crop by crop and you see, any time governments have talked about, oh, let's uh, invest in, in, in this part of uh, this aspect of agriculture, they talked about broilers, something, something. Yeah. yeah. Before you see, they import uh, the, the, how do you call it, the chicks, yeah, the day old chicks from some country and then load it with, with industry players mm-hmm. without thinking that they will get sick. Mm-hmm. There will be diseases. There will be other things, impediments on their way yeah. for, which, yeah. for which... I just wanted to put something for you. Ghana does 10 tons per hectare for tomatoes. Guess how many tons per hectare Burkina Faso does? Take a wild guess. What do you know? Question three. Ghana does 100? 10... If Ghana does under 10 metric tons per hectare. Okay. How so much Burkina, does Burkina Faso? 50. Sky, what are you? I'll say 100. How about you? Oh, they, I know they, they used to do between 40 and 50. So it's 60. 60. Yeah, they used to do between yeah. 40 and 50. So Burkina does... So they have actually increased. Yes. So their they are productivity is six times. Yeah. But Bernard, let me say per again. Per, per hectare. Per hectare. Let me say again. The productivity times. issue has been resolved by our research institutes. Oh, <laughs> but we are just paper. not applying... No! no but we are, are not just not taking it. advantage of it. We are not using it. Go to CSIR, Crop Research Institute. They will tell you about crop productivity hmm. of uh, uh, different... Look, I, 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 I got uh, tomato seeds from Dizengov. Mm-hmm. Dizengov here. Mm-hmm. And took it to my school. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I visited the school. And the Greek master asked me where I got it from. Mm-hmm. He said, this one we haven't seen before. I have videos to, to that mm-hmm. effect. So I'm just saying that the thing is here, we are just not taking advantage. advantage. We are not taking advantage. And you see, providing people with seats and going to sleep and, and say that you have done a good job, <laughs> nah. I think it's a joke. Because, you know, there's something we call weedicide. There's something we call pesticide. There's something we call labor. Mm-hmm. All these things that go into it. And there are some of our local pro- uh, 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 produce that are susceptible to 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 um you know um, what what do you call it pests pests and the weather yeah, yeah, yeah you know and all uh, which need to be given proper attention mm. but we leave the farmers to their fate and then we come and complain that the thing didn't work let's add to the fact that there aren't even enough extension officers to even guide these farmers on a daily basis on how to get their farms to be because the extension officers, nobody is paying attention yeah, to them. So. And they, the extension officers, now are hired on private basis to you work for things. you know other people. So I'm just saying that if we want to do this thing, we have to be serious. Because depending on other countries, Sorry. 
the other day it was Russia, U- Ukraine. Now it's Niger. Now it's next door Niger. And look at the way we are suffering. And day in, day out, politicians insist that they are doing well. Problem. You are not solving and, the and problem. They, in fact, they even argue if you want to stay to them. No, that. you are not solving the problem. You are not solving the problem. Because if we sit here and uh, uh, you give the statistics for our imports of chicken. Yes. You see, it doesn't paint um, um, the, the real picture because people are eating more of imported chicken because that's what is available. Yeah. So if they got a local, they'll eat it. If, mm, yes. Prior to, it. I mean, in the late, I'll say to the, maybe the early 80s coming up, maybe mid 80s coming up, where we started seeing heavy loads of imported chicken by the company known as Limbrest Foods and others at the time be proud to that it wasn't the popular choice it was never the popular choice so it was something that a period of time and introduced. when limbrest and limbrest was so successful at that time that they could even be sponsors for miss ghana Chicken imported. <laughs> this is the 90s this would be yes. 90s, early 90s yes early 90s late 80s early 90s what i'm saying is that mm. so people notice that mm, it was a viable thing to do thing. So they followed. and we opened our gates and then kill our local potential to produce ourselves. I mean, who, who, who I mean, who can carry this Ghana on its head? Let's 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 push this a bit further. There, <clears throat> there, there is a conversation being held currently, which is trying to limit imports using import quotas. So they are basically saying to the maybe the rice people mm-hmm. that if you're a major rice importer we are saying that 60 percent local 40 percent imported over a period i know those conversations are happening among ministry of trade it seems okay on paper but if i feel like there needs to be a bit more open discussion about how to support the production to meet that quota yeah, that's so, the most critical yes, so the, the, most the, what I'm saying, let me, the policy seems to be saying okay you know what now 60 percent 40 percent 60 imported, 40 in, uh, local or whatever. But the, the discussion seems to focus more on just the quota without saying, how do we get the production to meet the quota we it, want? It, it, and I'm happy you're saying this because when you listen to a lot of the importers and we have this wider conversation, the biggest card they play is that, okay, now if you tell us not to import, who will, will fill the space or who will f- make up that difference? Yeah, which is why. So this is my so, this so, my so I'm happy. I'm this happy. Is my proposal, yes. And hear me out here. Sometimes, if you pick the top ten importers of uh, chicken or rice, and you tell them that we want to implement a quota system, so if you are given hundred tons of rice for 2023, you can do 60 percent imported, 40 percent local, and we are going to give you a target that in six years time, reduce that ratio to more local and more important. Now, it will give them because they have money. But that's what Nigeria did. So it will say that you, the importer, no? go into the farming. You get okay. it? So we are saying that we as a government, we are not going to allow you to bring 90% of imported rice. Mm-hmm. You would say you import rice, no problem. You are going to reduce your imports. We are not saying don't re- the rice, they will eat it all. But in a number of years' time, the mm-hmm. ratio of import to local production mm-hmm. must change to favor the local. Then you can then invest in a farm locally to produce that you can then import but that's on you, the, can, you can then but that's on the importer side that's what i'm saying see, this is what i'm saying that the producer of rice as a subsistence farmer cannot compete with the importer's money yes so a way to get the imp- 
the rice production locally to go up mm. is to to inf- to find a way of forcing the importer to produce it. I mean, That's helping with production and making, it, and making it attractive for the importer to make that choice. Well, the thing is that you you cannot really force the importer to to source from Ghana. You can't do he that. Has a business decision what you can to make. do is you can make it. Um, you can create a disincentive for them importing rather than uh, yes, yes. But I'm saying Ghana. that you can you can you can use a policy no, to 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 I'm direct coming. that. It's all a money issue. It's a financial um, availability of finances or not. And not every importer has what it takes to go into production. Let me let me let me push this. I'm saying this. I have friends who went into rice production, and they were saying that you need deep pockets. That's what I mean. I'm coming. So now now I'm saying that the reason why the suggestion about the importers being given a ratio, they have deep pockets compared to your average farmer. They have links with supply chains already. They know what good quality rice is. Now, maybe today they are bringing in 20,000 tons. All right? And they don't use any local. You can say the same for chicken. So I know one of the chicken companies started now doing Akuko Tasty because they realized that there was clamor for local. So my point is that those who do the imports, they have the financial because it's a, it's a money issue. Now, because they have deep pockets, they can then either invest in farms or they can have their own outgrowers that they will nurture and save. Which is exactly what Akuko Tasty does. Exactly. That's what she does. And that should be the way that should be the way the rest should be going. I agree with you. All, all I'm saying is that my policy. You see, all I'm saying is that the policy should should create space for people to do this. Yeah. Only you can't force them, especially when you don't know their source of fi- financing. You, you get me? Yeah. Because a lot of these companies are connected to sister companies in other countries you get me so they are actually in the business because there's there's an opportunity based on a, a certain money available coming from somewhere okay i get you so mm-hmm. when you look at the chicken price differentials where the local is more expensive than the foreign you've already pointed out that <clears throat> one of the reasons for this is that the foreign companies they are supported by their governments to bring the chicken in a good number of good. them so how do you resolve this that's where we come in so on one hand we, we create demand for local products like we did for rice, for chicken. So that helps. No, no, the demand is there. So they are, they are, the they are not going to meet the there. production. We are not able to meet uh, 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 the supply yeah. because we are not able to increase production. And we are not able to increase production because we are not able to, we, 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 we can't afford the resources required to scale up our production. The cost of feed keeps you know an exponential mm. hike and you can't afford you can't yeah, keep but, up but, with but it. so the scale so for example if you look at blue skies the size of the company is what enables them to get their to uh, what do you call it their oranges and mangoes at a much cheaper price for which they can then process and then export to say the uk mm-hmm. so i'm still back to the point but, of saying hang on before you go on yeah check the source of their funding i i understand that but you see these companies, these import companies and these other companies, because they make money here, mm-hmm. they have relatively deeper pockets than our farmers. Very much so. so That's why they use outgrowers. Yes. Blue Skies uses... So uh, the, the government can use this quota policy to change the... Nar- because the, the, no, they do have. See, what, see, what is, I, you are not, I want to say this people. I'm saying that the, the, the importer's size 
he is more likely to be more competitive compared to a Netherlands producer than a regular farmer. So there's so in terms of government policy, if I'm a government and I have just one year, instead of going to local farmers to try and help them to increase their production, it will be too long. If you take the big companies, Olam and Co, and tell Olam that Olam, you are a global company. I want you to do production of rice in Afife, and you are going to use 2,000 outgrowers because you have deep pockets. We'll give you a subsidized loan. And we want you to change the ratio of the rice that you sell in Ghana from 70% imported, 30 local, to 50-50 in three years. That government can do. Yes. Do you get me? Right. Government doesn't need to go and produce the rice. No, no, I get it. You see, what yeah. I'm saying is that, and I'm using Olam not because I know exactly what yeah. happens there, like yeah. because you mentioned it. Yeah. So companies like uh, an Olam company who may have um, other if like branches in other countries, uh-huh and they have a headquarters in another country somewhere, mm-hmm. they are able to negotiate better credit facilities from mm-hmm. some international bank somewhere. Okay. That makes them competitive in Ghana. Mm. For At which place the competitor may, be, may have to go to, say, a Ghana commercial bank and may not have the same credit level okay. of credit facility so the that inequality is, is normally at the at the finance, finance, finance level but which is why so so good point so here's government saying i want olam to produce mm-hmm. local rice yeah the government claims that it is setting up a development bank and a development bank is supposed to support agriculture mm-hmm. so olam is a big company if the government policy is forcing olam to produce more local rice obviously the government must find a way of giving of them competitive interest them. rates. Mm. Very important. Do you get it? Because if the guy will get a cheaper interest rate in Turkey, he's it's not going to take your, your your Ghana 35%. Which is what most of them have. Yeah. So the, the question, you're right, the question of agri-production cannot avoid the question of finance. At, at all, at Now, all, the at question all. of finance, the government itself has said it is setting up banks. It has set up something called GESA, which is now de-risking agriculture. It is setting up development banks, CBG, ADB. These are government-owned banks. Now, credit risk, if you lend to Bernard Avila and Richard Sky, they don't have a track record in agriculture. You can charge them 20%. But if a big company comes and tells you that I'm going to produce 2,000 hectares of rice in Apife and have 15 years of track record, you can't charge them the same interest rate. So I am saying that the conversation must be had because sometimes the, the, the francophone countries that do well in like say if you go to Côte d'Ivoire you don't have many many small they have large scale farmers who are state supported the, the land ownership system in Ghana is also a disincentive as opposed to sister African countries where communities own large tracts of lands as mm-hmm. opposed to here where individuals mm-hmm. own small small pieces of lands so that's how come we are so ex- overexposed to subsistence uh, farming, where everybody is thinking, okay, let me do, use my three acres and do something that I can eat with my family. Mm-hmm. If I get surplus, I sell. Government again is the answer. A lot of them don't have storage facilities. A lot of them don't have storage facilities. In fact, they don't even think about storage facilities. If you know, if you do a trip throughout, throughout these villages, you see that the kind of storage facilities that prevails will be what we used to have three decades ago so again government can solve the problem because of course government has to solve the problem not just give us slogans government is the all the things you've identified you mentioned the export subsidy from the foreign countries you mentioned the source of financing you mentioned land tenure system these bottlenecks can only be solved by government 
So the government is not the one to go and plant rice. What the government is supposed to do is to make sure that rice growers get access to good land. Rice growers get access to good credit. But use policy to make sure that that incentive, we get the benefit. So what tends to happen is that when people make the windfall, the price doesn't benefit the local producer, the local buyer. So the government must say, I'm going to give you all these things, get you the land, whatever you need, but you have to be committed to fair pricing. But that's where the relationship between our politics and our big business becomes murky. Because for some reason, we are not able to follow through. So we start, we, we launch the policy. It seems very, very good on paper. A lot of private players come in. Then it becomes a question of let's create as much money and share. Instead of saying, let's let the benefit. Because now you want to reduce the gap between cheap chicken import and expensive local rice, a local, uh, uh, local chicken. And that one... You have to follow through the policy because the producer he wants to make profit and if you don't follow through and the problem is that our politicians you're right they are not they are not committed to pursuing the policy to its end they want to be given credit for initiating the policy how can you say pfg is a success when the price of feed is keep, keeps going up meanwhile soy soya and rice soya and maize are your number one products that you are supposed to produce under pfg and the, the poultry farmers can't get it how many companies have been given incentives to go into manufacture of feed, production good, of feed. Good question. How many companies have been given incentives, uh, 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 what do you, tax waivers and all these things, so they will go into production of insecticides, pesticides, weedicides? It's just one side of the equation is just getting the seeds and the seedlings. The other side is how to keep it healthy so that you can increase the yield. They spent three months cultivating something at the, by harvest time uh, uh, insects and pests have destroyed Let, everything let's deal with the land issue you raised for two minutes i wanted some comments on this because you are right in some of the countries we refer to the government owns a lot of land or the ownership of the land does the not community, create yeah. the kind of problems that so if you're a big a large producer in ghana you deal with chiefs from different areas. Sometimes two, three people say they have the same land. And the cost of acquiring the land and keeping the land is a disincentive. Now, I heard the Amisaku's lecture where he says one of the biggest impediments to development is land tenure. And that all the countries that we admire who have done well, China, Malaysia, they tackled the land issue at some point. They took the land issue on. Where they said, we are going to either nationalize or reduce the impact of chiefs. They, they did something which was not popular, but they are breathing now. I think the land problem in Ghana has become like our albatross. And because of the political cycle, the political will to implement... I mean, you can't even implement a Boboya policy in a market. <laughs> you can't even implement a Boboya policy in Kumasi market. How can you tackle land? Do you get it? But if we don't tackle the land issue... We won't solve the housing problem. We won't solve the agric problem. We won't solve the development problem. So I don't know if you guys have any ideas as to how a government can say, at least for agric, mm. because see, the problem with land is that sometimes government comes in and then they share the land to their friends to build houses. Okay, so the government is very suspect. But I think a case can be made for agric, where you can come up with a solution. Say, okay, you have large tracts of land as a community. If a large-scale farmer comes and they can have an arrangement where the people who own the land have a percentage of the farm or something, or government says, we are taking over lands compulsorily for farming for 50 years, and then we'll give it back to the original owners after farming. I think that we have to talk about land 
in a progressive way because sometimes if the land question is not addressed do you understand yeah and we need a radical solution which may not be pleasant i am saying that for a greek purpose you can take over the land for a period mm-hmm. and say it is going to support state interest farms not even state owned so you are saying the government's equity in the farm is the land the chiefs and the village have 30 percent or 20 percent or whatever of the proceeds or whatever but you the land issue is not is is that is the because all our west african neighbors who are francophone they have better land tenure than we do oh, yeah. they all do i mean go they are the only guys who do this land thing with the way we do it you you hardly find a cocoa farm properly so described in cote d'ivoire which is which is just two acres oh. two acres cocoa oh. farm no they, they you won't find that. Past that they are 100 acres 100 hectares uh, 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 50 hectares. You can even drive through the farm and <laughs> yes, that's out. how they do it. Yeah. And they even do tourism to cocoa farms in Cote yeah. d'Ivoire. Yeah. Tourism. Yeah. Yeah. But here, one, two, three, you say cocoa farm. And then the how? old man who started a farm to is sick. His yes. son doesn't want to do the farm again. Because it's not attractive. Then Why the whole thing battling with something. So I think that again, to a way of going forward, land tenure. Must become one of the key challenges our governments deal with, and I'm really looking forward to hearing ideas about how to crack the land equations. Sky, let me take your comments. Uh, just want to read something to you, pulled um, mm. with the support of uh, Binge and related mm-hmm. web searches. Mm-hmm. So, the government of Ghana, responding directly to what you said about land, mm-hmm. plan to introduce land banks in 2010. Mm-hmm. And this was done. It was supposed to be part of its efforts to improve land administration and management in the country. Mm-hmm. So land banks basically are institutions that acquire mm-hmm. and they hold and manage land for various purposes, mm-hmm. such as facilitating land transactions, providing land for development projects, resolving land disputes, and promoting land reform. Mm. Now, the idea of land banks in our country was proposed by NSIT and okay. Christopher Udry. Okay. These are two economics who conducted a, a study mm-hmm. on the problems and prospects of land markets in Ghana. Oh, okay. And they suggested that land banks could help create property rights, reduce land conflicts, which we see all over the country, giving rise to... Um, land guards, Mm -hmm. increase investment incentives, Mm -hmm. and improve access to credit for farmers and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Now, we remember that the government of Ghana adopted the concept of land banks as part of its national land policy Mm -hmm. and its land administration project, LAP, Mm -hmm. LAP 1, LAP 2, and all of those things Mm -hmm. that they say, which aim to harmonize the customary and statutory systems of land tenure and registration in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Now, the government allocated 10 million Ghana cities, which is mm-hmm. 1.6 million US dollars, for the establishment of land banks in 2010. Mm-hmm. However, however, Bernard, mm. the implementation of land banks in Ghana faced some challenges mm-hmm. and delays, such mm-hmm. as lack of legal framework. Mm-hmm. In fact, the land, uh, the reviewed land act or the amended one or the revised one was just passed, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, institutional capacity was also not there, mm-hmm. stakeholder participation and public awareness. And you remember that the donor institutions pumped a lot of money into LAP1 into LAP1 and LAP1. really exactly. But the, go and see the, the, the Lands Commission. 
what do you call it, where we do the registration and all of that. Recently, we're told that it had, it had burned down because, or parts of it had burned down because of all kinds of suspicions and, and, and all of that. Now, as of 2021, it is not clear whether the land banks in Ghana have been fully operationalized mm -hmm. or effective in achieving their intended goals. Mm -hmm. Now, some reports indicate that some land banks have been established in some regions, such as the Greater Accra, Ashanti, and Eastern region. However, other reports suggest that land banks have not been able to address the underlying issues of land governance, such as corruption, inefficiency, fragmentation, and insecurity. Mm -hmm. So, Bernard, it's, it seems that we go knowing that, oh, we have a way of solving the problem. Mm -hmm. And then we throw the national kitty at it. Mm -hmm. And then parliament will have discussions. Mm -hmm. Politicians will run off with it. And then we go into the field hoping to implement it, only to come back years later. And we are sitting here still talking about land tenure. So as far back as that policy? Uh, that's, that's, I, I just read to you mm -hmm. comprehensive you know, details of what may have failed the policy. So that it is not as though we do not know that if we tackle the land problem, we have a way to solving the many problems that are related to farming and, and, and all of that. In fact, we fought the colonial masters who wanted to nationalize or perhaps seize the lands of this country and cede it to the Brits. Yeah. So we are one of the few countries in Africa where the, the colonialists didn't take over our lands uh -huh. because of the aborigines' rights protection. Uh -huh, Bernard, but you see, what have we done with the land? So I wanted some insight into this proposal by IET. When he says a land bank, what mm. is he talking about? Oh, so I, as I explained in, in what I, I told you earlier, so they basically would acquire... The government. Uh, yeah, so if it is the government that is leading... tracts of land together, together. under one and packaging uh -huh. it together mm -hmm. for a purpose mm -hmm. for development, either real estate or agriculture. Farming, or, yeah. Yeah. And how do you compensate the original owners? So, you know, in if you look at our constitution, you cannot go and take seize land from somebody mm -hmm. without paying appropriate compensation if you are acting uh, in, in, in the interest of the state. So when you take over land from, say, Adan, the people of Adan, or the people of, um, you know, uh, Asokwa, mm -hmm. or whichever country that you go to, if you take over the land and you seek to use it for development in the interest of the state, or for some reason, compensation must be paid. Mm -hmm. Now, the land banks were introduced as a way of dealing with the multiple sale issues that you talked about. Mm -hmm. If an investor is coming in from Israel and he wants to grow uh, so many hectares of, 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 of rice mm -hmm. and he wants to go to Aveima, mm -hmm. you don't want a situation where he goes to Aveima. Mm -hmm. He got land from your grandfather mm -hmm. and then two days later, your uncle's side comes in and said, no, but it, it will not happen. <laughs> so that's the concept of the land. Exactly. So the idea was to create a reliable go-to... Okay. So let, let's, let's sort you of see, move in, in, in some parts of the world, the, 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 land, bank, the land bank packaging mm. always involves a financial services mm. company, a bank, mm. Mm. so that the compensation for the owners who are having to give will up their lands will be dealt with by the banking institution. It's always the case. And it's more sustainable. Mm -hmm. You get me? Meaning that the bank would also be a partner mm. in the whole packaging mm. of the land bank. Mm. And in fact, it's, a mo it's actually the most sustainable way. In the UK, this is how they have gone 
about with their real estate development mm-hmm. using the land banking so, system. So it's a proven policy. Oh yes. Oh yes. The next level for me is now assigning. Will our chiefs agree? No, they will agree. You think so? No, they will agree because you know a lot of chiefs are frustrated because they have parcels of lands that have not been put to proper use. Look, a case in point is the the parcel of lands in the Kumfi. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Ghana demographic uh, demographic um, um, uh, survey report. A Kumfi area used to be the poorest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the central region. I'm not so sure if they can say the same today mm-hmm. because of uh, the likes of um, the, the juice company, was it? It's now a Kumfi juice. A Kumfi juice, yes. A Kumfi juice. Yeah, you understand? Because if you look at that, they have put the land to proper use, but the whole tract of land doesn't belong to one person. So this land bank idea, if we say that this whole area we are assigning to, say, the cultivation of cassava. Mm. So everybody bring your land together. Now when you, your land is taken, it will, be, it will not be available to you until after, say, 50 years. Mm. But within that period, this is how you are going to be compensated. If it's made clear to them, they will do it. Now, let me read the uh, extensions or the conclusions of what IET and Udri say. And, and we're mm-hmm. talking Professor IET. So they argue that the land bank leverages three characteristics to provide secure land tenure, mm-hmm. eventually at a profit. Mm. It rents out plots only once. It can hold plots for the long term, avoiding the churning that provides an opportunity for individual chiefs to rent out the same plot of land multiple times. Mm-hmm. It can be large, thus building a reputation for renting out plots only once and charging an appropriately higher price in exchange for that added security. Mm-hmm. In effect, the land bank can internalize the free rider problem that afflicts the chiefs. Mm. Now, somewhere... It goes on to say that what the most important actual use of a land bank in Ghana will be to facilitate the consolidation of plots for relatively large-scale commercial projects. Hmm. An investor with a large-scale project would need an attempt would need to attempt to rent additional plots to increase her likelihood of actually obtaining enough plots to implement the project. Hmm. This provides an additional margin for a land bank to improve the efficiency of allocation. Can this be piloted? This was before it is nationally done. So, if, for example, a region could take it up, because it seems like a very sensible idea. But maybe before you can implement on a large scale, you can say maybe let's go to Bono East, where maybe the chiefs are willing to test it and let people see the benefit. Because in Ghana, there's a lot of skepticism and mistrust for government generally because of some of the things that are happening. So. I don't know whether there are case studies of implementation of this land bank system and what can be. But I just wanted to summarize and say. No, so I just want to say in uh-huh. response to that mm-hmm. that this was supposed to be what the government adopted mm-hmm. in 2010. Yeah, that's right, and threw mm-hmm. money at it, hoping that it was going to fix the problem. I did not. But we are back to square one. You see, so. But do we know why it failed? I mentioned those those failures to you. The lack of legal framework, you know, the lack of policy and, and issues having to do with resources and technical competence and all of that. Bernard, the same thing goes for the PFJ. 
We spent billions of Ghana cities. We were told that millions of farmers had access. And the deliverables in terms of how it should impact food prices. And then also ensure that, Charlie, we have enough food to eat. We are back to this point. So you ask yourself, all the billions that we spent, what did we spend it on? Yet the person who led that effort is seeking the vote of MPP people today to become the presidential candidate. Now, the question that the MPP people should be asking is, you were put in charge of a major government policy to transform agriculture in a way that ensures that what we create jobs and sustainable jobs, there will be transfer of skills because exactly food security in this country and wealth creation. (laughs) Now, have you been able to achieve all of these things as to come to us now and expect that we will vote for you? (laughs) And the other question is, what has the committee responsible for agriculture and finance, the two committees, what have they been doing? Because it is not enough for someone who has managed a project of this size to go and stand on the platform and say, we achieved this and that. These things have got to be investigated because we committed the public purse to it. So they should check and see the cost-benefit analysis of PFG, how much was put in there, how much has been gotten out. Well, Sky, it will become part of political football because your parliament is very divided. So all the MPP people will say PFG and Neko. And oh, this but, will say PFG I mean, and I mean, But do, if you, do, have you heard that Have you heard that when you go to Makola, there's an MPP side and there's an MPP side? No, but in parliament side. there is. In parliament, no, what I'm no, saying no, is that I'm, I'm saying this, we are all feeling the same heat. So you can joke and say that mm-hmm. the thing is working. That is not working. You say it's working. You yourself <laughs> told us that someone, a professor told you that the marketplace is the altar where you go to confess your sins. Yeah, when yeah, you go yeah, to yeah. the market, you can't... Exactly. Like, now, if you modify that within the context of politics, mm-hmm. you cannot say that you have prosecuted a policy that actually works, mm-hmm. that satisfies all the requirements that you yourself set out for yourself. And yet... After just two weeks of military takeover in Niger, we don't have sabala to eat. And you will tell me that the policy has succeeded. Mm. Has the price of, uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? All the Cassava gone down. Yeah, so it was, it's just, we, we, the points are very clear. What I wanted to ask, so going forward, what do we do? We've proposed about four solutions. You've spoken mm. about the financing part, spoken about the land the part. Land. Uh, but the the other big issue is the subsidies that the country spend. I have some some information here, which is, which is very serious. Bernard, even subsidies. Just give me a minute. No, no, I, I just to want to incentivize run people yeah, but, uh, to do that. Look, yeah. see, we yeah, have spent millions uh, of dollars. I'm, I'm 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 I beg you, pa. No, on beg paper, you. on paper. Yeah, see. But you see, we have spent. You see, uh, every time we talk about subsidies, people are just stealing the money. We have spent millions of US dollars every year to import fertilizer into this country. The question you ask yourself is, how come these fertilizers get into Cameroon, as we are told? And they are sold on the open market. You go to Togo, you find them. You go to Benin, you, you find them. Ghana fertilizer. Yeah. Ghana fertilizers. There was God so much, punished There them. was so much smuggling that the minister had to even... I think they even paused the program at some point. There was so much smuggling. So there's, there's, what kind of people are we? So the system of fertilizer um, subsidy was compromised to a point where they had to even pause... Because the fertilizer was all over. Let's read some comments. I was just no, going to no, point no, out no, to you no, that the European... Please. No, no, no. You, you are talking about the subsidy Yes, thing. so the European Commission approved under the EU state aid rules to that scheme with a total budget of 1.47 billion euros. This is to support farmers. 
Now, this scheme will run from now until 2028, open to small and medium-sized livestock farmers in the Netherlands that voluntarily close their breeding sites provided that their current nitrogen deposition load exceeds certain minimum levels. And by way of compensation, one of the schemes is called the LBV scheme. Direct grants to the compensate up to 100% of the losses incurred by farmers who decide to close their dairy cattle, pig and poultry breeding sites, in particular relating to the loss of production capacity and production gains, depending on the area where the breeding site is situated to eligible farmers. And then there's something called the LBV Plus scheme, open to so-called peak load emitting breeding sites who emit high levels of nitrogen per year. You know these cattle, they emit a lot of nitrogen. So some farmers are being incentivized to close their farms or reduce their output. And there's billions of euros to be given directly to them to compensate. We have been spoken about other grants that help them sell cheaper. So mm. the point we are making is that we, we solve the finance, we solve the land, we solve the production. But even that, if we don't have policies that protect our markets, they will still bring it here and dump it here because their government is giving them billions. Because as he said, they carve out and say, you, chicken, Ghana, take over. Which is where we have to also have policies that say, no, we cannot allow our market to be a dumping ground for somebody's cheap product and we have to protect our local farmers. So it's a very big conversation. Later, let's read some quick comments on this. And that's why everything we need to do to protect our producers, to protect our markets, and to stimulate demand for local products is very, very important. Very, Issues very, like very important. You, you can't force me to eat frozen imported chicken if I want aquaculture tasty. Right? So those things are also part because you control people also by the way you control their taste. But we also in our homes also have to do our part. And the media has to then help. Yes. We have to do our part. Yeah, it's a lot of things. Nathan, please help me. Help me this morning. When you go to your storeroom, what do you see? (laughs) This one says, what's the When you walk into your storeroom, Bernard, what do you see? I see ripe plantain. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the only thing? I see Google rice. Uh, What else do you see? And I see niche cocoa drink. What else do you see? Choco pop. I also see Incolac. <laughs> so that, yeah, go to all of that. No, but I'm I'm quite locally compliant. You are quite locally oh, compliant. I am. I am. Yam, uh-huh. I have local rice and foreign. I have rice. Tom Brown. A lot of it. You have Cockley Jogbo. I have. Uh, um, you have uh, wheat. I have a uh, 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 condo. Condo. That we do. Cassava do. Yes. We have all those things. <laughs> Very well. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> those are serious. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one says, what's Joko the position Pops. of Ukraine in our import destinations list? Bro? No, Ukraine is flour. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I don't have that list yet. We bring flour okay. and wheat from All right. This there. one says, our leaders are just wicked, my brother. Can you imagine? I'm a graduate with a degree in construction technology. But I left my certificate and I'm into maize farming in the Upper West region. And it's doing well for me. Do you remember the government of Ghana launched a program called Ustart? I applied for the program for support to um, increase my farm or grow my farm. And you won't believe my brother. They didn't even consider my application. Hmm. But as I'm speaking to you, people are in workshops or people have been in the workshops in the last three weeks. All this planting for food and something, something are in government books. They are not on the field, okay? Mm-hmm. Dominic says, there are few greenhouse farms in Ghana producing tomatoes with long uh, shelf span, but the problem is lack of credit facility for farmers and theft from workers. 
despite the use of security and CCTV, they will always form cartels. The CCTV, they, they know how to instruct it to look <laughs> elsewhere. This one says, uh, My name is Solomon Alofa. I'm kindly working in Afinia. I used to farm at my mother's place in Adoso when school was on vacation, but I've stopped because of the expenses, the price of weedicide, pesticide, and labor. Mm. He says, This one says, The kids still do ag- agriculture, but in minute ways. I try to inculcate planting and practical methods when I teach my students these things. What I implemented was urban farming, hydroponic systems, and new ways like planting without soil. Mm-hmm. And the excitement on the kids' face when they see that it works is amazing. Great things in little ways. Felix from Adenta. Mm. Moses from Abokobi says, I've been planting cassava and planting in my backyard. I've harvested the cassava twice. We are blessed with fertile grounds. We are just not serious. Our main issues are glut and post-production losses more comments on this matter majid from kumasi um, says i think we have succeeded in making the youth in the country think that we can only make it by sitting in an office our educational plan has changed from more practical based subjects to theoretical ones mm. where are these topics we used to study building develop basic development and technology agricultural science and the rest mm-hmm. we have created an environment that is making all the youth and kids leave the village to the city because they have they believe they have no future in agriculture the farm produce are not bought at good prices therefore the farmers are poor no farmer will want the same situation for the awards what happens is that when they have the opportunity to come for education in the towns and cities they never go back and that's how come our production is declining. Says. Long words, but very important. Yeah. This one says, um, thank you for your discussion on agri-produce. Please, the insecticide and herbicides are expensive. Agriculture does not thrive on fertilizer. If government helps with not only fertilizer subsidy, but also subsidize seeds and the rest, food production will be all right. Mm. You are. <laughs> this one says, it's all about priorities and how our big men want to get quick money. Or money quickly into their pockets uh, for their businesses and campaigns. It's sad, guys. Just focus on cocoa bud. Why is the government only targeting cocoa bud because of cocoa? And even though Galamse is destroying the industry, they still talk as if everything is okay just to get the syndicated loans to spend. Okay? And he says plantations are very key in every developing country. So that was KK in Tema. All right. And this one says, we are jokers. Hmm. We know what to do to solve their great problems. Our leaders are just not ready. Their focus is winning elections. Ask them about PFG and RFG. It's a scam. Everything you see here is mostly important. We bring animals from Niger, Chad, Burkina Faso. Look at the countries. Oh. Those who are ready to work are not helped. The money goes to foot soldiers and party people who don't even own farms. Oh, Good man in Anya. Charlie. Okay, this one is asking uh, <laughs> the report from which you were reading. Okay, and it it's was not a, it's not a public. It's report. not a public it's, document. It's no, but you can get to, you can Google uh, these reports. It's a, it's a synopsis we put together for a panel that I yeah. I sort of you read. can Google and get uh, maybe a bit dated, but you yeah. can get some. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. All right, uh, Kofi Tema says we can all admit that Ghana <laughs> says Ghana is a field project. Should every ministerial position be occupied by a politician? Why oh. can't we have industry experts? run such portfolios as the business they manage. But they can't tip the full soldiers. <laughs> Says, I'm not surprised that... Says, I'm not surprised that Ukraine is at war and we are the worst affected. 
Niger is experiencing a coup and we can't have onions. What happened to PFJ and 1v1D with the billion spent? Says Bob Mali was right. The fool is In thirsty. The abundance, the of, abundance water, of water, the fool is thirsty. All right. Kofi Ajekum in uh, Kosombo says, it's as if we are cursed as a country when it comes to production of anything. The ones that are produced are not valued. The ones we import to plenty matters anytime there is an insurgency from their origin nations. It's even funny when you said the Russia and Ukraine war seems to have affected us more than every other country. <laughs> but that's not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one says, I'm a nurse in Abetifi. I try to do some small backyard farming. I've planted cassava, pepper, a little maize, and it's really helped. Surprisingly, my kids came back from Accra. We took some pear and after that, they nest it and they are growing well. In fact, we need a rethink, Celestine. All right. Let me read this quick one coming in from Cyril who says, Kai, the farmers are disincentivized to produce a lot on a large scale because of the high input costs, mm. but low produce prices um, resulting from lack of storage facilities and guaranteed prices. Mostly, it is the middlemen and those who sell to direct consumers that make the money off the farmers. Typical example, can you imagine uh, market women come to my farm to buy my fresh corn for eight cobs for five Ghana CDs? Meanwhile, they will go to sell the roasted or boiled one for one CD, for, uh, for, for one, mm -hmm. for four, Z four Ghana CDs mm -hmm. and above. We are not making money in farm. Let me read one from a farmer as well. Mm -hmm. It says, we need... Good morning, Bella. We just need hybrid seeds for the vegetable production. Now, government has imposed a tax on some of the agric inputs in the sector. These are some of the issues hurting us in the industry. This is a large-scale vegetable farmer. The hybrid well, seeds are available. But you're saying that there's tax on it, so it makes it more expensive, right? So, yeah. There are, there are local institutions that are producing hybrid seeds. The, the thing, I think the, your last text, Sky, I think it summarizes everything, everything we've been saying so far. Itemized the 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 support that they require, mm -hmm. incentives, mm -hmm. all these things coming together. We put the incentive program, uh, financing, giving people so and so, and then party people are giving priority. Mm -hmm. including party people who haven't even seen a hole before because are giving money to go and do farms by the time you go they build small hotels on the farmland when you say they say when <laughs> i come when i come to the farm this is where i'll rest uh -huh. so you build a hotel on the farm <laughs> before you even start the yeah. farming because and this person delegate. is walking around he's not in jail he's delegate wow look at this so when they see the the people no it's just votes sitting yeah. there joke country like this votes it is not how to solve the problem I mean, so abandoning, so that you know. Well, we want to solve the problem, so we have a program we want you to attend. Okay. So we we don't you know we don't just discuss the issue. So, on twenty sixth and twenty seventh of August, we are exhibiting the very best of Ghana. Mm -hmm. Whether you are an SME, a startup, a research or manufacturing industry, a homegrown business or an indigenous corporate body, join us for two days of exhibition at the AMA head office from ten a.m. to five p.m. each day. Call 0205-973-973 to come and showcase what you have and also come and watch what mm. is going on. Bring the family. It will be two days of a lot of excitement, lots to eat, lots to drink, lots of uh, places for kids to play. But more importantly, it's like the biggest exhibition of Made in Ghana ideas, services, products, businesses, and platforms. So register today. 0205-973-973. 
this is the third year of this is Ghana or the second? Um, this is the fourth. The fourth. This is Ghana. The fourth. fourth the is, first one was at Alisa Hotel. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. Yeah. It's getting more exciting. And we did the rice one too at yeah. um, Aviation Social. And Center. then we did one. This is Ghana 2022. That's and then correct. we did this one as well. Nice. It's yesterday, getting bigger. Yesterday, uh, Bridget Jugwenuku brought us Baku from the very so oh no i have yours there it's waiting for you okay nitan got here oh yeah i in father side mother side <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> bridget bridget I knew, I knew bridget i knew you before all these guys were born bridget you're, you're not on every day so you don't you don't benefit you don't benefit from the you i don't like oil <laughs> Now, are you ready to embark on a transformative journey and leave a lasting impact on the world of business? Look no further than the MBA Impact Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program at the prestigious UPSA program designed to empower you with the necessary knowledge and tools to lead with purpose, to navigate complex challenges and seize opportunities in today's ever-changing global landscape. Now, at UPSA, we believe in empowering future leaders to create a better world through business. Enroll in our MBA Impact, which is in partnership with the Catholic University of Milan. Kindly reach out to Dr. Andrews Ayiku on 0244-760-425. That's 0244-760-425. Register now and be part of this great MBA program. We'll be right back with more. We'll be speaking to the Mega Six Lotto people. They have a, a very important announcement to make about their CSR fund. We'll be discussing some of that on the show in a second. Before that, Nathan. Yes, Standard Water has over 25 years of experience in providing quality and refreshing water to quench your thirst. They are currently in 11 regions and they are expanding to cover every single part of the country. Now, they have water to take care of all your needs. Sachet water, bottled water, water for your dispenser and water for all your special occasions. Call them on 0202-055703 or 0547-334-385. And Standard Water is available for purchase from supermarkets, retail shops, and sales delivery trucks. This ad is FDA approved. Now, add entertainment to your guest experience with DSTV for Business for your restaurant, hotel, pub, or office. DSTV for Business gives you the chance to legally show all Premier League games live and in HD with the option of exciting commentary in tree on your premises. Catch all the goals, moments, clashes, derbies, and drama, and all of those things. Call DSTV for Business on 0302-740-566 or send an email at dstvbusinessgana.com at gh.multichoice.com you can visit dstv.com slash business slash en dash gh now the literacy challenge is getting even more exciting even more exciting who makes it to the next round now stay tuned to city 97.3 fm city tv to find out who gets to take part in the aptitude test the top 50 contestants from level one are going into that aptitude test which will be done on saturday august 12th at the Accra digital center at 12 noon now the top 10 from the aptitude test will move on to the classic quiz competition a little later for a chance to win 10,000 cds call zero five five eight nine seven three nine seven three for more details the literacy challenge 2023 inspired by city tv supported by city fm and sponsored by the ghana national gas company we beat crunchy biscuits by m4 foods sis insurance plc prospectus ghana limited dex technology a life soap and fortune rice 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Nine thirty-two City Breakfast Show. My guest in studio, the game manager for Mega Six Lotto, Emmanuel Saki, the operations manager, Kwesi Boateng. What is Mega Six Lotto? What do you need to do to win? Uh, what is their impact fund, and how do they give back to society after they make their winnings? Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I hope, hope you are well. Yes. yes. Wonderful. So, Emma, let me start with you. So, when we say uh, Mega Six Lotto, what is it? Give me some context and background to this company. Okay. Thank you very much, Bernard. And we'd like to say a good morning to all your great listeners out mm-hmm. there. In mm-hmm. fact, they are your loyal listeners every day they tune in. So, Mega Six Lotto is another lottery business in the space. Uh, it's a wholly Ghanaian-owned company, driven by Zeta Technology. So that's the company behind Mega6. So Mega6 basically is a digital lottery platform, let me say dynamic lottery platform, which goes beyond boundaries, meaning that you can access, access the platform on the various um, platform, digital platforms, being um, your mobile phone uh, on the app, on the USSD as well, Star266 hash. And then anybody who has its rights now can even download or download the star system and you see it's working. Mm-hmm. So Mega 6 itself, um, Lotto, uh, basically is regulated by the NLA and also by the gaming lab industries, which certified and tested our machines that we use for the draws. And also locally here, Ghana Standard Authority also calibrated and also tested our balls that we use for the running of the mm. the the lottery the draws now the mega impact fund which is more of like a csr so we want to give back to the society saying that we are also mm-hmm. contributing to development being it um, education in the creative arts space and mm-hmm. also in entertainment and the sports mm-hmm. so we want to say that you are not just playing and losing but whatever you play and you feel like you don't even win at any time we contribute back to the society okay. or the community before we get into the details of the the CSR project, what makes Mega 6 different from the other operators within the NLA framework? 
Okay, thank you very much. So, Mega Six, like I mentioned earlier, on we provide a wholly digital platform, so mm -hmm. you can play with your on your laptop web. You go to www.megasixloto.com. Mm -hmm. You can also download the Mega Six app on Actually, Play Store. Um, sorry, Bernard, let's try something. If you have your phone, you can download the app, and mm -hmm. um, to all your listeners, we can also try and download the app. And also, if you are using a Yam, you can dial star two six six hash, so we can try. As he's um, talking about okay. it, yeah. so you can either download the app or use USSD. USSD. Star what? Two six six hash. Star two six six hash. And then what happens when you do that? Immediately you dial that it will confirm your age. So we also encourage safe play and responsible playing. So if you are less than eighteen, the app will not allow you to play. Mm -hmm. So after that authentication bit, you register and it will send you a secured OTP or one-time password, which means our platform is also highly secured. Mm -hmm. So nobody can just take it and play around you set your pin and then you go ahead and then you play the numbers that you want to do we have draws running three times in a week mm -hmm. on mondays wednesdays and then fridays mm -hmm. at five um sorry it's 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 show on tv3 at 6 50 pm mm -hmm. each draw days mm -hmm. so immediately you play you can go on to tv3 and watch the draw live and also mm -hmm. on our social media handlers we have instagram you can also watch there at exactly 6 50 mm -hmm. you show you it will show you the draw results mm -hmm. as well so like we said you can play at any time at anywhere you can also download and uh, unlike the traditional one where you visit the um and bricks or the kiosk this one you can just play it at online, any time on online your on your phone yeah so uh what are the chances of winning for players can you talk a bit about that i think you said you have 49 numbers yes okay so does that increase one's chances or yes um so traditionally we have um um the ones we have in the system mostly is um, one to 90 but ours is one to 49. Okay. you just need to select six numbers mm -hmm. six and with the six numbers if two of your numbers play you've won something mm -hmm. if six of the whole number six of your you've won a million Ghana cities with hey. just two cities, two Ghana cities. Wow. So Bernard, mm. it can change your life. Just two Ghana cities. I see. You can win one million. Mm. So that's uh, forty-nine numbers of ninety. Yes. So 90. the probability of winning is higher. Higher. Uh, two two cities to stick. To yes. stick here. Yeah. And um, six all six numbers winning is a million. It's a million. And yeah. then I'm sure if you get five numbers, there's a different amount. There's a different sure. amount. So, I see. Yeah. So you are saying if I get two numbers, I've also won something. Yes. Two numbers, three numbers, four numbers, five numbers, and the six numbers is one million cities. Amazing. And we have two types of games. We have the standard, which is the six numbers that you play, and then we have the direct one, direct two, direct three, direct four, what's, and what's direct that? five. So with direct one, you're supposed to select one number. So if that one number that you play on the draw day, if that number plays the first number that you show uh, the draw numbers the first arrangement so if you play one and your the first number that comes is one it means you have won something times the amount that you played so that's in terms of getting the order right, order right. Order right. and then for the second one is just getting the numbers, numbers right, right yeah. all right and you're saying that this is a secure platform which is available for both smartphones and smartphones normal phones. and normal um, phones, all right yeah. um Let's talk about the initiative now. You said you have a CSR initiative. Can you elaborate on that? And why do you introduce a CSR? Because some lottery operators don't necessarily do this. So what's the what's the point? So um, we realized that um, we wanted to give back to the community mm -hmm. and um, 
uh, I don't know, Bernard, um, if you look um, internationally, mm -hmm. even in the UK, the lottery industry, mm -hmm. um, the monies that they get from the lottery industry is what they used to mm -hmm. sponsor their Olympic Games. So we mm -hmm. thought of, oh, why not help the community in Ghana? So we, we've partnered with um, Lead for Ghana mm -hmm. as... Um, we we support students by sponsoring teachers mm -hmm. to less privileged communities and also um ghana tennis association there is one guy um joseph do ajani mm -hmm. he's very young i think he's 13 16 i'm not so sure of the age we've supported him to go and um learn um train in tunisia mm -hmm. that's what we are doing and so um we are um community driven um company mm -hmm. yeah so that's what the the csr project is is about yes all right so uh you say you do draws on mondays wednesdays mondays and wednesdays and fridays i see so how do people get to know they've won is there an announcement on tv you said tv3 what time of the day is this shown okay so um the tv the draw is shown exactly at 6 50 on mm -hmm. tv3 mm -hmm. every draw day that is monday wednesdays and the friday and then once you play mm -hmm. just as i mentioned earlier it's a wholly a digital platform so mm -hmm. we notify you that you have won so so and so and you can do your claim also mm -hmm. with the app or the ussd so it's so simple and also we also share the same draw results on our social media handlers mm -hmm. same time at 6.50 on Instagram, Facebook, mm. and also on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, I see. So final message from Chrissy. What's your final message to my listeners this morning? Okay, so um, my final message would be um, Mega Sex Lotto is for the people. We are here for you. Mm. It's a win-win affair. Even if you play with just your two citizens, you don't win. It goes back to the community, and that's what we intend to do to help you, your your child, to help your child um, to support their education, mm -hmm. to support creative arts, and so on. So don't be left out. Just mm -hmm. your two cities. I mean, I'll say just because two cities. Um, you 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 can buy something with two cities, but when you play, we 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 intend to support the community with it. Mm -hmm. So don't be left out. You can win up to one million Ghana cities. So dial star two success hash mm -hmm. or visit um iOS App Store or um. Google Play Store mm -hmm. and dial Mega Six Lotto and just sign on. Or you can go online to Mega Lotto.com. Yes. yes. For so more information. Sure. Amazing stuff. Thank you very much, Imano Saki. Game, you are the game manager. manager. Game manager <laughs> for Mega Six Lotto. You manage the game. <laughs> And uh, so this is an NLA, NLA sanction. Yes, NLA is actually we are regulated by NLA, and we have a representative of NLA during our draw days, mm -hmm. so he will validate all our processes. So we, are not, we are not banker to banker. We are not banker at all. <laughs> at all. We, we have a high secured um, studio to that we um, play the, the draws every mm -hmm. draw day and as you, well. You, you pay promptly. Yes, we pay promptly. <laughs> we've in fact we've had some winners. They can testify very soon. You see them. They, mm. Yes, once you win, we validate and we it pay you. It comes on your phone. Quick, Wallet. quick. Yeah, it comes like Momo. It yeah, comes Momo. like Momo, yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Kwesi Boatin, thank you. He's a operations manager man. for Mega 6 Lotto. Imano Saki is the game manager. And you had the dial, you had it dial star 266 hash, hash on any phone. 
or download the Mega Six Lotto app on your feature, your your your, your smartphone, or go to the website Mega. The six is the letter six, so it's Mega Six Lotto L O T T O dot com, and it's called Mega Winnings, Mega Impact. Yeah, We only the money, man. Yes. CDFM, 17 minutes to 10. There's more when we come back. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Yeah, Charlie, so many vibes and I bought ten father, my sonaba. Mom and papa, and you're not for more fear and more acquaintance. Should be beyond your so I'm an iska coffee, see and fancy that near fear for before Javasi no parking. A bear Sujai Casa. Thanks to Sukasa, how hard to your nature. Chrisukasa, see how they are brought in front of affordable luxury homes, or more two, three, four bedrooms, where you're fully gated or grants in communities, or more malls, clubhouse, and all social amenities, plus 24 hour security. I'm a sound of flexible payments, and yeah, no, my dear, at Dow Casa. 100% guaranteed cashback. Yes, 100% guaranteed cashback. No quick one stories. Contact Sukasa right now through phone calls or WhatsApp on 030-296-0865 and on 055-369-7886. Charlie's social media so more, baby. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Sukasa GH. Email associate info at sukasa.com.gh. Sukasa, building on trust. Hey, are you worried about your parties, weddings, hangouts, or what drink to enjoy for the celebration? Or you're worried about how to celebrate your friends and family during that special occasion? Bigo, Bigo. <laughs> now, now that, that is Bigo. Bigo. With Bigo, no wahala for the occasion. They made it for everyone to enjoy and have the ideal celebration. Bigo, the soft drinks that comes in 16 and 20 in a pack. Hey, Charlie, that is Bigo. <laughs> a lot to go around in various packs. It's refreshing and good quality. Now that is Bigo. Ah, the taste is Bigo, Bigo. Another quality product from Twilliam Industries Limited. This advert is FDA approved. Bigo, If you want a British degree from a world-class university at a fraction of the cost, then join Lancaster University Ghana right here in Accra. With a diverse student community, vibrant campus life, and 50% scholarship to support your study, Lancaster University Ghana provides you with a world-class education that creates endless opportunities globally. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Apply to join Lancaster University Ghana, where learners become leaders. Admissions are currently open for our October 2023 intake. Apply now for our foundation and undergraduate programs. For more information, contact us on plus 233-030-221-8989 or send an email to admissions at lancaster.edu.gh. Lancaster University, Ghana, the only British university campus in West Africa. You have 10 voice messages. Kofi George, it's your father. I've called several times. My medicine is finished. Kofi... 
Auntie Akwale's funeral is next week. How can I attend? Hmm. Call back, Kofi. It's your mother again. Pick my calls, why? I was told to contribute to the SNIT scheme, but I refuse. Now, I depend on my children for my needs. It may be late for me now, but you can choose a better path. Do not end up like Kofi George's parents, always depending on your children to care for you. No matter the work you do, register and sign up for SEED from SNIT for old age pension, invalidity pension, and survivor's lump sum benefit for your dependents. Take control of your future. Ayo dachio, fanu pes now. Contact SNIT on 0302-611-622 or on socials at SNIT Ghana. SNIT, we deliver on our promise. T's and C's apply. S-S-N-I-T Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS So that's uh, Bisakide. Azonto goes time check is uh, 10 minutes to 10. Happy birthday to Ni. Okay, to. Okay, sorry, to. This is sorry, I made a mistake. To Mi Amor, Mi Amor, Mi Amor. Ben Anani in Sia. He pleased me well. God bless him. Happy birthday to you. Coming from your wife, Charlie. That's biblical English. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Happy birthday to me, Amor. Me, Amor. Yeah. He said he pleased me well. My love. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. And to Jerry Ahmed Shaib. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big man. <laughs> you know Jerry Ahmed? Jerry Ahmed. Yeah. Today is his birthday. Yeah. Big man, Charlie. Yeah. So it just says I should wish a husband happy birthday. Yeah. So. Yeah. From all the governance. Yeah. <laughs> manage the concerns. No, different tomorrow. But I have this one. This one is from Morkins Pencil, mm-hmm. and he's wishing his uh, senior brother Moses Pencil of Ghana Water Company Limited uh, happy birthday. 
and the message is how to celebrate your birthday. My family and I pray that you live long mm-hmm. and remain super blessed. All right. Hey, Charlie, look, there's something coming in. Godfrey, Godfrey just posted something from uh, the World Bank. Mm-hmm. It says, Uganda's anti-homosexuality are conducting uh, the World Bank's values after reviewing our portfolio in the context of the new legislation. Mm-hmm. No new public funding will be presented to our board of exe- uh, executive directors. Now read the full statement below. Forgive. Bernard. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that but mean I'm, for Sam George and no, the... you read the Uganda law. <laughs> but wait, it, is, it is almost the same thing. Mutandis, they, say, they say they have, they have reviewed the law uh-huh. and they found that it's not compatible with their policies. <laughs> but our law has not been finished. Yeah, the bill is on its way to be passed. So maybe they should look at it again. <laughs> Hey, Jesus <laughs> well, how much have we collected so far? No, the World Bank is not from the IMF now. The IMF uh, is the program that's three billion. We've okay. gotten six hundred million. We are getting another one in November. Okay. The World Bank does programs and okay. projects. So the World Bank do a lot here. Okay. Yeah, it's called control. <laughs> so control is not just a place in Dansoma. It's also a policy in economics. So, so they, they, they say Uganda has done what? So like they say they have reviewed the Ugandan law and they said that the law is incompatible with the values of the World Bank. Mm. So let's, and therefore, let's develop our own countries. Oh, mm. so this is a very, very, you know, it's, it's a tweet sent out by the World Bank. Yes. And for, 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 for the avoidance of doubt, let me just read it we again. We have to be independent. It says that Uganda's Anti-Homosexuality Act contradicts the World Bank's values. Mm. After reviewing our portfolio in the context of the new legislation, no new public financing will be presented to our board of executive directors. So let me go to the full statement, if uh, just so that we can. You wear him seven. Oh, now they've changed the thing to X. So all the time you want to look for it for Twitter and then you, you have to go to X. Yeah, that's right. No, so that's the matter. Meanwhile, <laughs> UPSC's Impact Entrepreneurship and Innovation MBA is open for admissions between now and end of the month. Call 244 or send a WhatsApp to that number to take part in an information session to take part in an MBA that will give you the right connections with the information to navigate complex global challenges in today's ever-changing global landscape. So, Bernard, let me just read the full statement for our listeners. Mm -hmm. So, the statement is dated 8th of August 2023, Mm -hmm. uh, written in Washington and released there. And it says, the World Bank Group today released the following statement on Uganda. (laughs) Uganda's Anti-Homosexuality Act fundamentally contradicts the World Bank's group's values. Mm -hmm. We believe our vision to eradicate poverty on a livable planet can only succeed if it includes everyone irrespective of race, gender, or sexuality. This law undermines those efforts. Inclusion and non-discrimination sit at the heart of our work around the world. Immediately after the law was enacted, the World Bank deployed a team team to Uganda to review our portfolio in the context of the new legislation. 
That review determined additional measures are necessary to ensure projects are implemented in alignment with our environmental and social standards. Mm. Our goal is to protect sexual and gender minorities from discrimination and exclusion in the projects we finance. These measures are currently under discussion with the authorities. Mm. No new public financing to Uganda will be presented to our board of executive directors until the efficacy of the additional measures has been tested. Wow. Third-party monitoring and grievance uh, redress mechanisms will significantly increase, allowing us to take corrective action as necessary. Mm -hmm. Now, the World Bank Group has a long-standing and productive relationship with the Uganda, mm -hmm. and we remain committed to helping all Ugandans, without exception, escape poverty, access vital services, and improve their lives. Mm. And then in Washington, and David Thies, his number is for details are provided here and an and email address. Mm. So that is the matter. Uganda is in hot waters. <laughs> That's why we must, uh, we <laughs> must um, run our economies as you you say to the glory of God. Oh, you know, let's 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 <clears throat> do the hard work of development. The 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 sloganeering and the talk is too much, and now you are not self-sufficient look at look at niger let me play this quick audio for you we spoke to Fesu sabuaji on niger and he says that uh, ECOWAS should utilize diplomatic strategies to aid in the restoration of stability in niger let's just listen to that quickly as the niger discussion comes up strongly thanks for having me i would wish to suggest that ECOWAS was being hasty not quickly you see when you have a dispute you have a spectrum of options, tools, approaches that you can use. So even in international law, in the UN Charter, the emphasis on the pacific settlement of disputes. When you have exhausted that, then you may use force as a last resort. And even that force is classified, is clarified. To be a force because you have been aggressed, None of these happened at the time that ECOWAS met, when it imposed a sanction. It also imposed an ultimatum, you see. And that defeated the gesture of sending any delegation or delegations. Because once you have imposed sanctions and imposed an ultimatum, what else are you going to negotiate? There's nothing to negotiate because you have taken a position. So ECOWAS was hasty. And my concern is that it's not the first time. Each time there is a coup. That is the very approach that we take. When we were the chair of ECOWAS, we did the same thing. You know, we take punitive measures before we engage. And you don't do that. You engage first, exhaust all your options. It might take time, but that is the nature of diplomacy. So we shouldn't be seen to be hasty or in a hurry to go and use an intervention, military intervention, to restore constitutional order. So that is where the problem starts. Now, it is being suggested that Sinobu was, if you like, trying to use this crisis to legitimize his, his, his rule. You see, but ECOWAS is different from Nigeria. If ECOWAS, for whatever reason, made him the chair, so be it. But then when we take decisions, that decision or decision 
must be carefully thought through. You see, now we are back in our countries. And our diplomats are sitting down to analyze the implications of the statement that was made in Abuja. And the security chiefs are also meeting in their respective countries to look at the various options of how to execute um, that ultimatum. And it's not going to be easy, he said. So I think that that proclamation or that statement was not necessary. So that was uh, Fesu Sabaji. He thought that ECOWAS's statement that they were given just seven days, the military rulers there, to hand over back power was hasty. And it, I think he's proven right because as we speak now, <laughs> the seven days have passed and nothing has happened. Bernard, you see, what, what the ECOWAS sought to do is just inconse- consistent with what the rules say in ECOWAS. If you look at you know, Article 2.7 of the UN Charter, we're told non-involvement. You don't go into other people's meddling in the affairs. But we, here in ECOWAS, we have Article 1C of the ECOWAS Protocol on Democracy and Governance, in which we say that zero tolerance for coups. And then under Article 3H of the ECOWAS Protocol relating to the mechanism for conflict prevention, management, resolution, peacekeeping, and related matters, the article allows ECOWAS to deploy civilian and military forces to maintain or restore peace within the sub-region whenever the need arises. And if you go to Article 25 of the same protocol, it defines the circumstances under which you can define, mm. you, can, you can intervene. One of them being violent overthrow of a democratically elected regime. So, so it ECOWAS, is, ECOWAS is just acting Yeah, that's right. The, the protocols are clear on what you should do. Right? So what now you should they not do. They but, but I also think that every situation requires tact. We have we have followed understanding this. of action and consequence. Mm-hmm. You know. So I look, I agree with Kenel Abuaje. I feel that they need to think through this carefully. We have done that with Guinea. We gave them opportunity to reform. Nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. Mali, the same thing. <laughs> Burkina <laughs> Faso, the, the same thing. Chatawali enter the net. Sorry, Chatawali no, enter the net. Because, I mean, the, 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 the protocol... The Niger. Niger signed onto this protocol. Hey, so if you are party to the protocol, yo. it should be triggered against you. But this guy uh, speaking law. Bernard, the Kenke is on the way. He's <laughs> taking too long. A shock. A shock. The Bolu is Porto has delayed that thing. A shock, sir. Oh, man. Anyway, what is in the news? Coming <laughs> up. Well, I'm going to need a case of two force in want of a possible introduction of a recapitalization levy by government to save the Bank of Ghana from collapse. And NPP slams NDC's call for the resignation of the governor of the central bank, describing it as a lack of constructive solution in dealing with the economic crisis. The details. The minority leader, Dr. Kesolato Forsen, is predicting an introduction of a recapitalization levy by government for citizens to pay to save the Bank of Ghana. He argues that this proposed levy is aimed at recapitalizing the central bank, which he claims is on the brink of collapse. The comment comes in the wake of the NDC's demand for the immediate resignation of Dr. 